Previously on Lonely Boys. Hi. Welcome home. Damien, hi. Hey. Lily, you remember Damien, right? Oh, yes, yes. Hello. Mrs. Humphrey, how are you? And uh, this is for you. Thank you. Mm. <laughs> are those the drugs in those cookies? <laughs> um, thank you, Lily, for helping me unpack, but I, I think I'm good now. Um, Jenny, um, a word, please. Uh, going to the other room. All right, all right. I'll call you outside. What? What do you want, Lily? So your father and I haven't really discussed you having boys alone in your room. Maybe just keep the door open so I can watch you guys put drugs into a jacket. <laughs> Lily, if we wanted to fuck, we'd just go to a hotel or a coat room. And seriously, it's not like that with us. <laughs> well, what is it like? I mean, he seems happy to see you. Uh, let me let me put it this way <laughs> to you, Lily. I'll open the door if anything changes, all right? All right. Jeez. Answer my throat. <laughs> Wink, wink, nudge, nudge. <laughs> <laughs> all right, Lily. Frog cookies. <laughs> and, all right. Upper East Siders, and welcome back to another episode of the Lonely Boys podcast. My name is Matt. I am one of your titular Lonely Boys, and I'm here to break down season three, episode 14 of Gossip Girl, The Lady Vanished. But I am not here by myself. I'm here with someone who may be a bitch, but he's also a little bitch, Brendan Ruppel. Hello. I am your co-host of Creepy Uncle of Podcasting. A.K.A. Uncle Cream, hi diddly ho to Cream Nation, I'm a crowding live as always from the Creamatorium. I'm your editor-in-chief here at Cream Weekly. Uh, I'm maybe a medium, I'm a mid-bitch too, as the kids would say. Mid-bitch? Mid-bitch. You're a little bitch and a mid-bitch, and yeah. a big bitch, to be honest. <laughs> yeah. You got the, you're the bitch triple crown. Yeah, I, I, you know, I, I, my, one of my favorite songs is um, I'm a Bitch, that we love on this TV show. <laughs> yeah, it's a, it's a great song. Can't tell you who sings it. Jeez, mm, uh, it's it's escaping me right now. I'm a bitch now, by the I female am, uh, dogs, maybe I don't know. That'd be a good right, band. Yeah, name. probably. Uh, and uh, Bebop is saying that we can go as long as we want because uh, <laughs> between you and me, we we don't have any we don't have any guests today. Oh, is that a bitch for the joke first too? Time, I looked this. I'm is, sorry, that, is that a bitch uh, yeah. joke? Well, I think Bebop Bebop is a male dog. I believe. Oh, yeah, shit. he's nodding. He's is nodding there a word head. for a male, dog. male dogs? Like a funny, like a curse word for them? Uh, man whore. Douche, I don't know. Douchebags. Douchebags, yeah, probably. <laughs> okay. Um, yeah, I looked it up for the first time since season two, episode thirteen. So it was a season and an episode ago. It's, oh my! It's our first two-hander since then. Yeah. Um, if you believe did... it? We had a, a another guest cancellation back to back for the first time ever. And uh, rather than try to hunt down a substitute uh, during the the very busy holiday week, where I'm sure many people are busy, we figured let's just knock it out ourselves. You know, we we've got the time. It's the to pull back the curtain. It's the it's the morning after Christmas. I'm wearing my my new Squidward socks, and so <laughs> here we yeah. are. Yeah. Uh, so we we just like didn't want to bother Scally, or like what's the deal? Like, do we not want him? Or are we using the holidays as like a sort of an excuse to say we just didn't want more scally this many times in one season yeah exactly well you remember that uh we like i said back-to-back guest cancellations our guest canceled last episode and instead of going to uh substitute a scally i skipped right to substitute b mel uh the thing is we just had scally come on and fill i I don't want this to be like i know scally said he's he's on board for every time someone cancels i don't want it to be a thing where (laughs) scally's coming on every other week also between you and me after the after the last thing where i I promised i didn't promise i said Ligori's probably going to be the first third time member and then your uh, fiance of the pod kind of swooped in and stole it from him and i said don't worry i i can assure you you'll be the first four time member 
Scally coming on again to swipe that from him. <laughs> That'd be, a, be great. Four time member. Like, yeah. I don't know. I, I I feel like we'd be end up fighting with anyone. There, everyone. There'd be a war. Right. Me, me and you and Scally and Nicole and Ligori. We'd all be fighting. Mel would get involved somehow. Yeah. Uh, I mean, after Mel's episode too, I could see maybe her even be upgraded to substitute A and Scally is downgraded to substitute B. Oh, oh, so you're trying to pick a fight with Scally now? I'm, I mean, you know me. I'm always trying to pick a fight, especially if I could do it at the top of the show. Because people exactly, usually stop yeah. listening after five minutes, so i got to sneak it in there while I can. Right. You yeah. have to get all your grievances out in the very beginning <laughs> of the month. Yeah. How was, uh, how was, like I said, day after Christmas, how was your... We are, and of course, we are uh, followers of Christ, so we are celebrating Christmas uh, very, very hard. Yeah. Uh, how, how was your Christmas? I don't think of myself as much of a follower as I am, more of a, a disciple, but... Um, yeah, well, we... Yeah, I, I kind of, as a spiritual disciple, I, one of them was probably named Matthew, right? So I was probably in there. I <laughs> yeah, think, probably. I don't think Brendan, I don't think Brendan was one of the I think Uncle disciples. Cream was one of the disciples as well. Yeah, they called him Uncle Cream, that's right. <laughs> now, I've heard disciples, I've heard apostles, is that the same thing, or is an apostle something different? I don't know, I think they just like to give themselves a lot of titles to sound important, so it could be yeah. <laughs> multi-purpose. But yeah, my, my Christmas was fine, it was it was nice. Uh, Christmas Eve, I have a lot more fun normally. Um, that's more of Nicole's immediate family, and they have a good time. They're a lot of fun, little laughs, just a good, good time drinking and having dinner. Um, I know a lot of people with Christmas birthdays too. My my sister and my boss both are Christmas birthdays, so I had to say a couple of happy birthdays yesterday as well. Your sister has a happy has, has a happy birthday. I hope she has a happy birthday. Your sister has a Christmas birthday. The uh, the Baldwin sister has a Christmas birthday. Yeah, I thought you said the bald one at first. The bald one. <laughs> Where did her hair go? Yeah, we we had a Britney Spears <laughs> situation in the family this year. <laughs> Um, okay, so the Baldwin has a well, Kaylee. Is that her name? Kaylee, yeah, yeah. She's a Christmas. I famously, fan. I famously found out she was your sister when she was my uh, when she was my peer leader back in elementary oh, school. Wow. And I said, Haha, I bet I know what your last name is, Rumble. <laughs> and she's like, No, it's no, it's Baldwin. You <laughs> fucking like, what? I <laughs> yeah, I didn't understand the concept of having a different last name from here. Oh yeah, no, she got me. I never talked to her for the rest of the, <laughs> for the rest of the year. <laughs> yeah, I hadn't talked to her since that moment either. <laughs> in solidarity yeah <laughs> yes how was your christmas it, it was good. good uh did nothing on on christmas eve nice. uh, christmas day was uh was when uh the uh the family came the cousins and the aunt and uncle and the grandma and the brother and the the brother's uh fiance everyone everyone was in the house uh yogi my cat was not 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 happy he was getting no. a little overwhelmed with him. and he's the friendly cat too he usually loves uh Usually loves the company. Ruth was hiding. Ruth is the shy one. Right. But Yogi, you know, was hanging out, and then I don't know. After a while, it must have just gotten too much because he he started hissing. He was not happy. <laughs> oh, just a little too much stimulation yeah. for Yogi. Yeah, a little too much. Uh, yeah, I, I mentioned I got I got socks. I got I got undies. The the group chat. Oh, I did. I got both those of. too. Yeah, we were having we were having an argument. Ganesh, of course, said that uh, socks and undies are elite gifts. The best elite. Uh, one of the best gifts. One of the best gifts every year. And Pete. Uh, threw a fit and said, no, this is ridiculous. Why would I ever want socks? Just get me a gift card. I'm never going to wear socks. That's terrible. I already <laughs> never have gonna wear socks. Yeah, he said, I'm never going to wear socks, and I already have undies, so what do I need them for? Just get me a gift card. Uh, so where do you fall on that side of things? Socks so, and undies, an elite gift or a waste of your time? I, I got to go somewhere between because they're not elite by any means, but they're more of a necessity. Like I like gifts that are not a necessity, but I do appreciate socks and underwear because you always need them, and I blow right through them like all, every year. You need it. Every year you're gonna need them. They hit every year. It's I like perfect timing, them. honestly, to get like a, a new, a fresh yeah. like stack every year is like perfect. It's excellent. I'd say you're, I'd say you're closer on our side than you are on Pete's side. Oh, definitely. Also, yeah, it's insane to say you, you're not gonna wear socks. <laughs> <laughs> also, not to air out all the grievances of the group chat, but then uh, Pete and Molly also got in, in another, in another heated argument where uh, Pete got his brother a gift card 
for Christmas. And Molly said, uh, you know, gift card, terrible gift, impersonal, especially if you're getting it for a family member, shows you didn't put any thought in. And Pete was like, no, a gift card's the best gift. You could just get whatever you want with it. Uh, why would I want a gift? Why would I want socks when I could get a gift card? I wish people would just get me gift cards. Uh, so where do, where do you fall in the gift card okay. thing? Yay or nay? So I, I used to be anti-gift card because it, I agree to an extent that it is impersonal. But like instead of just getting cash, it kind of forces you to spend money as if it is a gift. Because like, oh, well, I have to use this. I can't just like put it in my pocket or put it in my bank right. and spend it on groceries. I have to use this for like a fun purpose. So I, I sort of like the gift card, but I, I'm also not fully with it or fully against it. I think I I like to have opinions that are not just like fully extreme. <laughs> I, you know, there's there's <laughs> there's, there's gray areas. Nuanced take there. <laughs> See, I like I I like getting gift cards, especially the gift cards I got were uh, Amazon, Chipotle, and Qdoba this year. Obviously, going to use right. all of them. Uh, I mean, it, it's just good. It's it's nice to you know. I'll, I'll be getting a free lunch at some point this week. That's so uh, that that's nice. I, I know I'm going to use it. Whereas you know, it, it, you, you're kind of you might be guessing a little bit. Unless I mean, I do like to ask people exactly what they want so that I know that they're going to enjoy what I get them. And my, right. and my brother did specifically ask for a stop and go- shop gift card this year, so that was a, that was an easy get. Yeah, and, and, and fiance of the pot Nicole loves getting gift cards. She gets a lot of gift cards from like the students every year. And she gets so many that sometimes she'll forget about them. Like she like uncovered like fifty bucks worth of Starbucks gift cards from last year, and she's like, "Oh shit! Like this, what a fun surprise! I have now one hundred and thirty dollars worth of coffee I can get before work." So, I think yeah, I think they're fun. You know, to have. I also yeah famously worked at the same school as Nicole for a yes. little while, and that and also um, last year at the the other school I worked at got gift cards, and I don't ever use any of them. I always give them away because for some reason I guess students think that uh, teachers are very sleep deprived, which is I guess true. And <laughs> guess they, it's true, always yeah. either a Dunkin' gift card or a Starbucks gift card, and I don't drink coffee, so they are uh, a waste. If any if any potential students out there want to give me a gift card, nothing coffee related. I'm not going to use it. I'm going to give it mm. away. Yeah, I think that is kind of rare for a teacher not to like coffee, but I, I do know that, that about you. Like, what would you even get at a Starbucks or a Dunkin' if you had to buy something? Like, I don't even know what you could buy there. Uh, Duncan, I would get a Diet Coke in the bottle. <laughs> okay. Uh, because uh, famously, I think Dunkin' Donuts has the worst bagels I've ever tasted, so I wouldn't touch yeah, the bagels. Yeah, And then, you know, I, I'm also vegan, so I can't really eat any of the any of the tasty treats. And then Starbucks, their food is gross. They, Starbucks oh, so bad. Crap food. Yeah, and I don't know what their uh, soda beverage options are, so I, I don't, don't think, think I'd get I don't think they even have fridges. Yeah, I don't think I'd... I don't think they have the bottled Diet Cokes like Dunkin' Donuts. And even if you were to be a dessert person and have go to like the Dunkin' Baskin Robbins, like you wouldn't even really be into the ice cream options either because you couldn't even have them. They have like sorbets probably, but I don't think their ice cream is all that good at Baskin Robbins. So it's lose, lose, lose all around. Exactly. So no Dunkin', no Starbucks. What you could probably do is like go outside the school when you go back after vacation and try to sell them as kids are filing in. Be like a little little (laughs) gift card salesman for half price. Yeah, wear a jacket, have them all stickered inside. Yeah, have the trench coat prices. Yeah. Okay, well, man, that that was some that was some good banter that we just had. <laughs> yeah, excellent banter. <laughs> banter so over. Seamlessly transition into the episode. <laughs> yep. Um, so Rufus and Lily grow angry and more suspect of Jenny's relationship with Damien, in which Jenny decides to rebel by revealing Damien's drug dealing profession. Meanwhile, Chuck confides in Blair, Serena, and Nate about his investigation into the mysterious woman, Elizabeth Fisher, who may or may not be his mother. Elsewhere, Dan and Vanessa struggle through the awkwardness of dating other people when they attend a college beach party with their respective dates. Serena makes a decision regarding finding her father and having a talk with Chuck's mother. Brendan, your time to shine. The title of the episode is The Lady Vanished. I mentioned we're in a bit of an easy streak. I don't 
count this as part. It is a little blip in the in the easy radar because mm. I, I did not know what this was referencing. But let's see if you know what the lady vanished is representing. I think this one gives me a little bit of a chance being one of those classic like one word might be swapped out. It might be like, the lady vanished sounds like it could already be done. Like I could, I could just say that and that might be the title. But I'm going to say it's the woman vanished. Good guess. Good guess. Um, I will say it was a slight variation, okay. but they, they just changed the tense. It's The Lady Vanishes, the 1938 ah, film. okay. Yeah, classic The Lady Vanishes. have no idea what, what happened in that 1938 film. But unfortunately, you are going to dip for now 6 for 14 on the season, but still plenty of time to get you up to 500 here. So, But this one especially doesn't make any sense because it's almost like the opposite of what happens. Like, The Lady comes back from... Vanished. Right, <laughs> the lady did not vanish. The lady had. She's vanished. back. The lady, the lady is back. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> be the lady returns. Yeah, that's one of the bigger episode title grips I have. Yeah, this is a bad one. I'll I'll back you. <laughs> Thank on you. That one. <laughs> Original air date March fifteenth, two thousand ten. We are we are just about hitting spring here in our sophomore year of high school as this episode is airing, and. Uh, we start with Little Jay now having some relations with Damien. We we really jumped from uh, at the end of the episode where she says, you'll have to ask me out sometime, to them flirting and discussing dinner plans pretty quickly. They they seem like, I guess they haven't really made it official, but they, they seem pretty close. They seem like uh, an item at, to, to some point. Yeah, it was the last thing that we saw last week was like, well, maybe you'll have to just ask me. And then they're like sleeping yeah. over next episode. Like, oh, okay. Yeah, exactly. He's coming over. They're like they're kissing a little bit. Uh, Jenny really wants to go out tonight, and Damien says that they are because they have half a dozen deliveries to make at some parties. And this time he's keeping the drugs in an endless night DVD case. His his hiding spots are getting (laughs) less and less inventive. (laughs) They really are. Um, You ever go to Blockbuster or Hollywood Video and open up the DVD case and just have a bunch of pills? (laughs) There's just pills in there. (laughs) I I can't tell you the last time I went to a a Blockbuster or Hollywood Video. Yeah, there there's one. uh, There was one close to your house. I would, I would have yeah. frequent quite um, a bit. Sure. Was that a blockbuster or a Hollywood video? That, was, that might have been a blockbuster at some point and then switched to Hollywood video because somehow <laughs> Hollywood <laughs> video was like the newer version of blockbuster, even though they did the, yeah. the exact same thing. They, they had the <laughs> yeah, attachment of the game crazy next door, which was fun, though. Ah, uh, okay. I yeah. remember the Hollywood video, yeah. Um, what a time. What, what a, a time. time to be alive. Um, so now that Jenny is somewhat dating Damien, she seems a little less less enthused by the drug dealing she's like oh god again we're doing this what are you the only drug dealer in town which is also what i was wondering damien seems to be getting a, a lot he's of business busy. every day yeah, yeah he's a busy drug dealer here and he says uh he's gonna have to keep the drugs at jenny's place she agrees and the one good thing about her parents having this un- huge unexplained fight is that she's able to hide drugs in the house without them knowing i guess but damien says he can think of some others starts kissing jenny until his phone starts ringing and he answers it and he transforms from a dirt bag into like the most formal person ever he- hello father <laughs> oh, I can't this evening. And he, uh, he tells his father he has plans this evening, but with just a friend, which Jenny does not seem Oof. thrilled with. Uh, she seems downright annoyed, I'd say. But when, uh, when Demi asks what, she just says nothing. She is, she's pissed at him telling telling his father that he's just with a friend right now. I mean, I don't know what she really wants from him. Does he? he yeah. She want him to be like, I'm with, drum roll please, father, my girlfriend. <laughs> like, yeah. what is he? Who, am I, who do I have plans with tonight, father? My girlfriend. Yeah, that was, that okay, was a weird a announcement. Like, his dad would be like, oh, what what girlfriend? You haven't told me you had a girlfriend. Like, it's right. just to get your dad off the phone. It's perfectly natural to just say a friend. Yeah, like separate conversation. Like, text him like, hey, dad, I'm dating someone now. Or like, want to meet up with my girlfriend. I don't know. Right. Yeah, Jenny, Jenny's pissed, though. Um, more on that later, obviously. This time, we're going to have Nate making some waffles. And he, he burns himself <laughs> while taking them out, which made, me, which made me laugh. I love seeing the closed caption of just, ow. <laughs> 
And then stupid Serena comes in and is like, I didn't know you cooked. Like, wow, what a low yeah, fucking she, bar you have. Yeah. I don't know. know. She sees like the, the Eggo waffles from the toaster and is like, since when do you cook? I don't even think they were Eggos because they look like like rectangles. Like what kind of off-brand yeah, shit yeah, was they're this? They're definitely not Eggos. I, I don't know what it is. But Serena does have quite the look here in the beginning part of this episode. To paint the picture, she is Winnie the Pooing it. She's, <laughs> Classic. She's, She's wearing a long sleeve button up shirt that is almost buttoned all the way up. She's got the no pants, of yeah. course. And then her hand is high stuck in a jar full of honey as well. <laughs> yeah, yep. The, the honey is, is attached to her hand. And she's got uh, these gray high socks pulled up all the way to her knees. Not everyone can pull this look off. No, uh, I don't think so. But when, when we finally have a Lonely Boys party, I think this is going to be what I'm wearing. Because it's going to be a costume <laughs> yeah. party, of course. <laughs> yeah, it's good. That's a good idea. I yeah. like that. Next Christmas um, Eve. And so <laughs> Nate, Nate tells uh, Serena, when she's like, since when do you cook? He says that he didn't even know they had a fridge until this morning. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, that's because all the appliances in the house are labeled, and he, he couldn't read the word <laughs> right. fridge. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and then so uh, Serena opens the fridge that Nate just found out they had. They start making out yet again. These two just never sick of each other, at least in the in the early stages of the relationship here. And pull out the strawberries to make things more interesting and we know serena loves incorporating strawberries into she her does. foreplay from, a, uh, from the bus ride she took with dan back in season two <laughs> food makes her so horny it really does uh, she also takes out some whipped cream some like caramel looking stuff the next thing you know that they're, they're having some very sticky sex i would have to imagine yeah definitely um i i've been told by my boss's father who's a 70 year old man go that, on that, <laughs> that it, it's very fun to saran wrap your significant other and stuff them with whipped cream and add strawberries to it and then i don't really know what happens after that but like this is one of his favorite things to talk about <laughs> this <laughs> is one of his favorite things to talk about he's he's brought it up like 10 times over the course of me working there for the past three years um and he oh, we, we had our christmas party earlier in the month and he brings it up in front of his wife and she's like what are you talking about <laughs> so now i'm starting to think this isn't the thing he does normally he just likes to act like it's, it's a real some thing kind of fantasy he has. <laughs> yeah <laughs> Yeah. So, if anyone else has has stuffed their significant other with whipped cream and saran wrap and strawberries, yeah, please. please let us know. Comment below. Yeah. So, Nate remarks, uh, "Told you I was good in the kitchen." And <laughs> Serena's like, "I could have done without the cocktail olives." I feel like at that point, Nate realized how turned on Serena gets by food. It was just like, "Oh God, what else can I pull out of the fridge? <laughs> olives? Yeah. Are these olives doing it for you?" Here, yeah. Let's get some olives. <laughs> <laughs> Nate's still hungry. He's like, "Doesn't Rufus make brunch on Saturdays?" But Serena prefers this breakfast, aka having sex with uh, also breakfast. Uh, and more, I guess they can't do that at Rufus's house. He'd start having I guess, questions. Yeah, I was like trying to figure out where they were exactly. I'm like, I don't think they're there. Are they saying like, should Rufus have shown up soon to like to cook for them? I would, I'd be like kind of nervous to just be banging in his Rufus's. apartment. Yeah, no, they're they're at Chuck's place. Nate Nate's yeah. living at Chuck's place, and that's also because Blair's there, and she can't she can't stand to be outdone by Serena and Nate, so she just starts dramatically screaming, "Oh God, Chuck, <laughs> yes, that's it, <laughs> so God, yes." This is like goes on for five God. minutes of the episode. <laughs> <laughs> it goes on forever. They have like a conversation, and she's still she's still going. I think she's clearly just trying to make Serena jealous. I think is what's happening here. Right. Oh yeah, of course. I, I just do. It is I, really funny. Just good comedic timing for Chuck to be calling in the middle of this. Yes, yes. And it's an incredible performance here by uh, by Blair and by Leighton Meester. Could have been my joke of the episode. Don't think it will yeah. end up being yeah. it. But Even I, funnier, though, honestly, end- if Chuck calls and he is, like, in the middle of sex, like, they're like, well, that's weird. I guess, <laughs> I guess she's lying. And then he's just, like, really efficient and can bang and like, do business calls. <laughs> they, while. Pan, they pan out. Just, yeah. <laughs> Towards the end, uh, Blair doesn't seem to be giving it her all. She's just like, oh, God, that's it. Yeah. <laughs> that's the spot. 
And so, as you said, uh, Nate gets a phone call. It's Chuck, who is not even home. Uh, incredible. And uh, he says he had he's in an early meeting. He forgot his cell. So he asked Nate to put it in his briefcase, um, which, yeah, Nate's not even going to be able to handle that. <laughs> no. I don't know if the phone ever gets back to Chuck. <laughs> No. Um, Nate's like, yeah, Blair's in there right now, which is actually why he needs to grab the phone, because Blair can get curious, and now is not a good time. So it seems like, at least for now, Chuck is going to go back to being dishonest with Blair, which we don't love. And then Nate hangs up the phone, and uh, Blair is still giving her Academy Award-winning performance. (laughs) I thought she sounded uh, pretty legit, honestly. (laughs) Based on everything you know about how sex works. honestly. (laughs) That's usually how it sounds. (laughs) So... Uh, we see where Chuck is. Elizabeth Fisher is getting off of an elevator. Chuck is, like, spying on her, waiting for her to leave for some reason. And some attendant or someone ca- comes over with a, with a check, and uh, Chuck just gives her a bunch of money. So what would you, you think was going on here? I didn't really care because this is, like, the stupid plotline I'm not interested in. I'm like, oh, you know what? Let me just, well, let me just close my eyes for a minute and get back to the next scene. <laughs> Yeah, let me take a quick nap. Take a quick scene. nap. We'll yeah, this is my nap scene. Yeah. So Serena goes into Chuck's room. Blair is still screaming about Chuck while mindlessly flipping through a magazine. I don't even know if she still even realized she was doing it or she's just on autopilot at this point. And Blair notices Serena's there. And if she was trying to make Serena jealous, she she must be like, oh, shit, it worked. Serena, Serena's <laughs> she's here. She's here. <laughs> she's going to sleep with me it. now. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> so uh, Blair sarcastically apologizes as if it was awkward. Uh She's, she's trying to prove a point, even though she feels she shouldn't have to. And so Blair shoes Serena away. But Serena comes into bed with Blair, tells Blair to uh, tell her what's wrong. And she sets up a little pillow on her lap for Blair to rest her little head, which she does. And then Blair sadly tells Serena that she and Chuck aren't connecting right now as Serena pets her head. And she says that Chuck is shutting her out in his head all the time. Uh, normally, she just chalk it up to him being him. But last week, he went through something. And she just wants Chuck to be able to talk to her if he's upset. And honestly, that's, that's what I want, too. I thought that's what last week was all about. Like, did, didn't Chuck realize that he could talk to Blair and that she'd always be there for him like why the step back all of a sudden in this episode again just to come back to the same realization by the end of the episode that he can talk to her right I think this is what both of these these storylines are we did this already. It's like we, we did this both of these things episode. and even with the mom like I, I was fine with it just being like when Chuck first finds this woman in the graveyard I'm like okay cool that's his mom can we move on now but this is like four episodes later and we're still worried about whether she is or not and we all kind of know that she is so it's not like a big reveal anymore Last episode's like, okay, I'm trying to figure out who this woman is. I'm going to shut Blair out. Oh, uh, that whore might be my mother. Okay, Blair, I can talk to you. This, I know it's my mother. Now I'm going to see if she wants to be in my life, but I'm going to shut Blair out. Uh, here we go. And then uh-huh. by the end of the episode, okay, Blair, we're, <laughs> I I can talk to you. It's fine. Right. I mean, I'm glad at least the two of them didn't have like a humongous fight all episode oh, yeah. long. It was more about like Serena being an asshole. <laughs> Serena's a, Serena's a menace. Yeah. So um, at the NYU dorms, Dan is walking through the hall and sees some girls in bathing suits with beach balls. Uh, one of them introduces herself as Melissa and tells Dan that he's overdressed and uh, that she has an extra pair of board shorts if he wants to join her. I mean, this is this is beginning of season Dan right here. This right? is Dan in his prime again. You forget that it's still the first semester of college because he's still got it. I'm sure he's going to lose it <laughs> yeah, by semester two, but he does, all he has to do is walk through... The hallways in a peacoat, and people throw themselves at exactly. him. Exactly, and they're ready. They're throwing themselves at him. Uh, do you ever have these kind of parties at New Paltz where people are just pretending they're at a beach in the middle of the hallways of the dorms? No, I think this happens sometimes in college shows where like they just shut down the dorms for parties. Where was this? Where was the main area of this party taking place? Like in some kind of common room? Like wh- where were they? Uh, yeah, right. This, for this to ha- be able to happen, this, the, like, the whole entire dorm like living situation, everyone has to be over twenty-one. 
And then that's not the case yes, at all. The RAs would have to like be okay with it because right. they, they'd be shutting it down. This has never so, happened. This has never happened before anywhere. This is nonsensical. This is not. This is at least in my experience. This is not how the college dorms worked. No, this is not how NYU, as a great friend of the pod would say, it's not how <laughs> NYU works. Um, <laughs> yeah. So, uh, he tells her maybe some other time. Walks away, and instead he knocks on Vanessa's door and storms in. Starts rambling when she opens it, and he's like, "Yeah, I know I screwed up. I don't blame you for ignoring my calls, but I miss you. And uh, you know what I said at the hospital. I meant it as just a friend. Uh, he just desperately wants things to go back to normal, and he has to hang out with her. And so Vanessa tells Dan that the dorm is throwing this huge South Beach party tonight. And it's like great love parties. And then she says she's going with Paul. And he's great love Paul, and he's going to uh, <laughs> insert his way into Vanessa's life by any means necessary. Yeah, it's very, very sad that he has to do this. Like, she should not be in charge of your like the inner goings of your relationship. It's not. You don't want her on top. I mean, maybe he he wants her on top actually in other ways, yeah. but yeah, he, he might, he, he might, yeah. She's she's supposed to be the beta of the friendship. Yeah, the roles have been reversed all of a sudden. So and embarrassing. So- Vanessa thinks the three of them going to the party might be weird, but Dan insists that he'll bring a date. And uh, all of a sudden, Vanessa is skeptical that he could have a date. I mean, has she been watching him all semester? I know. He could get a date by snapping his fingers. That's how easy it and was. So, like, Dan, he, he, was yeah. he literally just had to go outside and be like, oh, remember I told you a minute ago I was busy? Like, <laughs> exactly. You're coming with me now. I'm like, okay. All right. I'm Melissa. And so, uh, <laughs> Dan assures her that uh, if she would have answered any of his 10,000 phone calls, then she would have known that he started seeing someone. And... He doesn't have to lie and say that he started seeing someone. He could just say that he'll find a date. Like, I'm Dan Humphrey. It won't be hard. That would be honestly find. much cooler. But, like, uh, I don't have a date, but, like, I'll, I only have an hour. Perfect. That's, I need, that's, like, double the amount of time I need. <laughs> All I need. Yeah. yeah. Honestly, it's also really annoying that Vanessa couldn't answer any of his calls. Like, what the fuck? What is your like, problem? She couldn't. It doesn't. None of this makes sense, but whatever. So Dan assures Vanessa it'll be fun and normal. And so she agrees. The party starts in an hour. And so Dan goes to leave. But Vanessa wants to know his date's name. And Dan gives her the literal most recent name he has heard. He says Melissa. And she's like, Melissa? He's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a, it's a good name. It's a good name. See you soon. <laughs> <laughs> it's, a, it's a good name. <laughs> it's a good name. <laughs> it is a good name. My, one of my, my first crushes in uh, third grade, Melissa Morgan. I'll never forget her. <laughs> I, don't, um, I don't. I think she left in third grade probably because of me. But, probably, um, yeah. I, I don't know. I've never been able, to, been able to find her. I'm still, I'm still looking. <laughs> And you've been looking. <laughs> yeah. How does fiance of a pod Nicole feel about this? I shall find she out knows that if you this. ever find her, it, it'll be over. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Sparks were flying in third grade. But <laughs> yeah, so I, I don't know if, if you experienced this in, in college at all. It's another gripe I have with the party situation. And this has happened a few times in this show. But like they're so hellbent on having to show up to college parties with a date. Like This is not the place to bring one person. Like At parties, right. you're kind of just bouncing around with everybody. Like You don't hang out with right. one person you go and you party. try to hook up at the party yeah right you, you, you go you, you're date. supposed to go by yourself or the group yeah. oh who, who's your date for the for the dorm hallway south beach party going to be <laughs> yeah, right oh, i don't know i don't have a date yet like even to the point when they're hanging out like the four of them talking like why are you guys talk like this is not a conversation to have at a college party to be like getting to know everyone <laughs> yeah, exactly it's, they should just be getting obliterated with, right with the mojitos and instead of having like yeah. awkward small talk as if they're at a dinner Right, exactly. Um, so we go back to the Algonquin Hotel, and Chuck is breaking into one of the rooms, uh, presumably Elizabeth Fisher's room. He's searching it. He goes through the bag and finds something. I, I guess it was the locket he ends up finding, but I had no idea what was going on in this scene. Yeah. <laughs> no, it, it was a lot of just, like, um, scenes of Chuck being mysterious, and we, we do love that. Yeah. We don't have to know what, he, what he's doing exactly, but we just like to see his facial expressions as he's putting things in bags and taking them out of the bags <laughs> as he does. I mean, the, these last two scenes with Chuck could have just been like, he comes 
into the room and is like, I spied on Elizabeth. I went to a room and I found the locket. Like we didn't need to see like all of this happen. It's, yeah, definitely some some fat that could have been trimmed, but yeah, it's fine. So Nate asks if everyone is decent in here as he enters the room to see Serena and Blair cuddling on the bed. Even Nate knows that there was a decent chance that their clothes would be off when he entered. And he's hoping. I mean, these are the two most beautiful women on the show, and he's had exactly. had his way with both of them. He's had his way, yes. <laughs> so. Why not? You know, it's Dan, Dan's had a threesome now. Uh, it's, it's Nate's turn. Nate. I mean, he's done it before like, off, off the show, but we want to see Nate have a threesome on the show. We we it's talked time. about um, uh, we talked about when Mel was on last week, Vanessa's triple crown of being with all three guys. Uh, Nate has the triple crown being with all three girls, right? He's been with uh, with Blair, Serena, and and Vanessa, and he's even kissed Jenny as well. So uh, I, uh, three and a half. Yeah. Three, Impressive. Three and a half crowns. I guess that's why the two of them kind of make sense together the most, Vanessa and uh, they're Nate. Sleeping with everyone. They're sleeping with everyone. Yeah. All right. Um, oh, wait, wait, wait. To, uh, and Vanessa, well, famous relationship with Rufus, and Nate loves older chicks. Yes. It's true. There it's we true. go. The signs are there. Um, the way that, like, Nate is trying to be, like, sly here, and he sheepishly says, oh, hey, when he, like, sees them, it makes me laugh. And then he just nonchalantly grabs the phone and just makes it so obvious that something is up. Uh, Blair asks what he's doing, and Nate says uh, his phone's dead, so he's going to use Chuck's. But Blair instantly says there's a phone in the living room. Uh I don't know why Chuck is paying for a living room phone. I guess this was still, yeah, still a time still, when people yeah. had, uh, had landlines. Um, Nate doesn't have an answer, so he's like, I, I want to check a tweet. Even Serena is smart enough to catch on, and is like, oh, Chuck asked you to grab his phone when he called, didn't you? Uh, just an all-around fail from Nate. He had one <laughs> job. Uh, he could have thought of anything that would work, and he just he just didn't. No. Check it, yeah. <laughs> I have to check a tweet is not something that normal people say. Yeah, like, How do you know what tweet, tweet you're checking? Like, they, just, they just pop up, and you read them. Like, you don't know. <laughs> yeah. My my phone is dead, but I know that there's a tweet that I, I have got to it. check right there's now. There's going to be something so real good check, on here. I need Chuck's phone to check it. Um, so, uh, it's like, oh, Chuck called, and Nate tries to deny it. Even Serena, even, like Serena says he called. And then again, very sheepishly, he's like, yeah, uh, but he wanted me to put his phone in his briefcase, so he didn't forget. That's all. And Blair's like, God, I miss that. And Blair misses <laughs> dating someone who is such a horrible liar because it's so much easier. And she immediately puts it together that Chuck doesn't want her to see his phone and tells Archibald to hand it over. Uh, Nate looks incredulous, but then Serena just says, Nate, and he hands it over. So there's half a dozen calls from a number that Blair has never seen and a message. Uh, what do you think? Should should Blair snoop here, or should she be a, a good girlfriend and, and not look at I mean, the message? she probably should be a good girlfriend. Um, and I think they convince her, like, well, she doesn't want to listen to the message, and then Nate's like, hmm. Like, I don't know how exactly he gets her to listen to the message, but he just, in his Nate way, was like, you should probably just listen to the message, and then they do. And it's not the worst thing she's oh. done, so I'm like, I'm fine with it. It doesn't bother me that much. But, yeah. um, you know, they do have this trust issue, and this is going in the other direction of, of what they want. I mean, Blair, yeah, Blair does try, she does come to the conclusion that she shouldn't do it, but then, yeah. Um, well, we'll get to it. So, <clears throat> Jimmy, Jenny and Damien are counting their drugs on the bed. You know, as, you know, as drug dealers do, they, One they drug, put all the pills on the drug. bed, and they go, One, two, three, four. <laughs> Lily opens the door and they. I, is there no lock on this door? Like, how do they not have the door locked here? But I, Lily opens the I door didn't and... have locks on my doors as a kid. Ooh, but I also had wow. um, the doorknobs were two like basketballs. So doorknobs were two basketballs. Yeah, on on both sides they were like little rubber basketballs. Um, oh, okay. There was there was no option to lock. I guess like when you buy like child doorknobs, there's no yeah. <laughs> there's no option for locks. To know that there's not going to be a lot. Yeah, I think my childhood bedroom still has like the same sports wallpaper on it and everything too. 
It's very cute. That's fun. Yeah. So, so Lily walks in. They they hide the drugs under a pillow. They suspiciously stand up as if they've been hooking up. Uh, remember what Lily and Jenny said about keeping the door open. The door was definitely closed here. And so Jenny tells Lily that she's up early. And Lily just looks at her and sternly asks, what is going on here? And obviously, better for Jenny to have Lily think what she thinks and to have her know about the drugs. So Jenny goes with it and begs her not to tell Dad. And she also sees a stray pill on the floor and just quickly steps on it to hide it. And Lily goes into mom mode and summons both of them into the living room right this instant. Right this instant. I love that how stern she gets. Turning, turning you on a little bit? I love it. I want to be naughty for Lily, too. Ooh, I, w- I want to go in the living room. Lily, right I was hooking up with my boyfriend in my bedroom, too. <laughs> Lily, I need a talking to. <laughs> Blair is in a crisis. She can't decide whether she should snoop or not. Uh, she obviously wants to know, but she says she's turned over a new leaf, a new non-meddling leaf from the trust tree. And Nate and Serena just have to kind of watch her go through this, so they're just sitting on the couch. Uh, Serena, still still in her iconic Winnie the Pooh outfit. Do you think Serena's going to get dressed today? <laughs> uh, no, she does not get dressed today. I think, if anything, yeah, what they- she actually does is just put on leggings, <laughs> finally. <laughs> And they look she's wearing this when they, go, when they go out to dinner to find Elizabeth later. She's still still wearing the same thing. She wears leggings in this episode that remind me of when I was in college. I had to buy like really cheap running leggings that were like 10 bucks a pair. And they were so shitty that they chafed and like ripped after two uses. Oh, and I'm pretty sure she was wearing the ones that I was wearing. Maybe even the same pair. Same exact one. I saw the yeah. chafe marks they in were there. Hand, they were hand me your, your leggings were hand-me-downs from Serena Vanderwoodson. <laughs> yeah. So Blair is rationalizing by saying that if something is bothering Chuck, then he should be telling her about it. And I, I get where she's coming from. I thought we've established this already. But uh, Blair frantically asks them, what is she supposed to do? And Serena calmly tells her to put the phone down and just talk to Chuck when he gets home, which which does seem like the right answer. But then this is what this is what uh, flips her. Nate turns into Rain Man and notices that the number that called Chuck <laughs> is the same number that Chuck called him from this morning. How on earth would he know that? Any number that calls me that I don't recognize is instantly forgotten. Like, they're very keen on like numbers because Blair says earlier too, like, oh, this number I've never seen before. Like, how do you know which numbers yeah. you haven't haven't seen? And actually, yeah, I wouldn't. It's I, not even forgotten because I never would register it in the first place. I would just see a number and not look at it. And the fact that Nate has perfect recall of that number <laughs> that called him is insane. Yeah, I, phones are at this point. Like the kind of phones that when you 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 could save contacts and they'd show up as a person's name. It's, these aren't like ancient phones that only no. show up as numbers. <laughs> There's no reason why Nate should have this number memorized already. But that is enough to get Blair to listen to the message, and it is a message from Elizabeth Fisher. Charles, it's me again. I know I keep calling you, but you haven't returned, and there are things you need to know. Things I need to tell you. I'm still at the Algonquin, but I'm checking out today. I hope you'll change your mind. So uh, that's why he was uh, stalk- staking out the Algonquin. Uh, he was waiting for her to leave. And then Serena asks, who's Elizabeth Fisher? And Chuck makes his grand entrance and says, I'm used to be Evelyn. She's my mother. Obviously, he should have said, uh, mm-hmm. and that whore is my mother. Again, <laughs> yes, I was but... hoping he would. <laughs> you know, and, and before they listened to this message, Serena was all in on like just to being like, you know what, let him, let him come to you. And as soon as it has to deal with parents, she's like, uh-oh. I gotta get in charge. Yeah. Oh wait, it's about his mom. All right, let me. I'll take it from here. I know <laughs> how worry. to handle this. And so Chuck has found the other locket. Did, did you think this season would be so locket heavy? <laughs> um, I didn't really. <laughs> I did not. I can't even lie. Um, well, I, I know you should like, be. Disappear. What's the next locket? What's the next locket look like that I have to, <laughs> that I have to piece So together? is this the same locket? Just like there's a picture behind the original picture. I think it's a different locket. I different think because she Jesus gave Christ. him. 
the locket that had Bart's picture in it. She now has a locket that has a picture of uh, presumably her and Chuck when he was a baby. Right. And so it's just a trail of lockets. That I mean, a lot of times in, in media, you'll have these famous lockets that have like the pictures behind the picture. Like, oh, but that wasn't the picture I right. wanted you to see. There's the real pictures behind that. And sometimes even behind that picture, there's like a key to a safe. I don't know. Thinking don't... of the uh, secret box from SpongeBob, aren't you? Oh, probably, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I forgot about all the lockets in, in SpongeBob. <laughs> yeah. So, he doesn't understand how this is possible since Bart told Chuck that his uh, his mother died, and apparently Bart also told Chuck that kids wear suits to kindergarten and that blue chip stocks are great for birthday gifts. I would have loved to see little uh, kindergarten Chuck in a suit. <laughs> he probably was very cute. <laughs> so Blair fills in Serena and Nate as to what's been going on. Uh, Serena is confused as to why Chuck isn't excited since now he has a second chance to get to know his mother. Keep in mind, obviously, Serena has been trying to find a long-lost parent of her own and hasn't had success. I think that might uh, play into this episode a bit. And <laughs> Chuck, Chuck is skeptical as to why this woman is randomly showing up now, though. But Serena is going to take this personally and yells at Chuck, saying he doesn't know what happened 20 years ago. He has to at least let her explain. And I get that Serena's upset at her dad, but Chuck doesn't <laughs> owe his mom anything, especially since he just tried to talk to her last week and she denied even being his mom. Serena needs right. to lay Why are you chasing after her? She just wanted to know you. Like, And she also isn't just showing up all of a sudden. She, like, was caught by you at the graveyard. Yes. Like, it's not like she's, like, she just caught. been... Ba- she was caught. And I guess she's calling back now because he's been chasing her. Yeah, then he found her, and she's like, no, 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 I'm not I'm not your mom. That's it. And then all of a sudden, she's like, oh, shit, I got to call this guy. I am your mom. I guess I because Blair like made her feel guilty the other episode. Yes, but, but yeah, right. This, exactly. is like the, the, this is this woman's big thing is like she is like so keen on like not ever getting to know Chuck. And then either Blair or Serena will make her feel guilty Serena, about yeah. it. And then she'll be like, you know what? I guess I'll try. He's very susceptible to a teenage girl making her feel guilty. Yeah. So Chuck snaps back at Serena, says he doesn't need to let her do anything, and that he's going to the bar to get a drink. And then he also shames him for snooping. So Nate says that Chuck will be fine. I agree with Nate. But Serena still thinks that Chuck is being crazy, and they have to do something. Being crazy. What you Blair- said, being crazy. I'm like, <laughs> he's acting so that you're being crazy. crazy. <laughs> yeah, exactly, Serena. You are being the insane person. And so Blair tells her that she didn't see Chuck's face when he confronted the woman and she sent him away. Exactly. Let the people who know what they're talking about handle this. And <laughs> You just Blair found out about this, Serena. <laughs> exactly. And yet, you know everything all of a sudden. So Blair is like, he's had enough pain in his life. If he doesn't want to hear her story, then I'm going to respect that. And so will you. Amen, Blair. Amen. But you know that's not how it's going to go. Um, you have to know. If Serena has anything to say, anything to say about it. So, <laughs> Want to make a podcast? Spotify's got a platform that lets you make one super easily. Then distribute it everywhere and even earn money. And you can do that all in one place for free. It's called Spotify for Podcasters, and here's how it works. Spotify for Podcasters lets you record and edit podcasts right from your phone or computer. So no matter what your setup is like, you can start creating today. Then you can distribute your podcast to Spotify and everywhere else podcasts are heard. Video podcasts are also available on Spotify. With Spotify for Podcasters, you can earn money in a variety of ways, including ads and podcast subscriptions. And best of all, it's totally free with no catch. Ever since I discovered Spotify for Podcasters, and this is my personal testimony, of course, I feel like having options like video podcasts and Q&A and polls has let me be creative on another level. I highly recommend you give it a try. Download Spotify for Podcasters app or go to www.spotify.com slash podcasters to get started. Danny and Damien are about to get yelled at. Damien said he's uh, he's just going to take off because he doesn't like playing the scared boyfriend role. What, what would Lily do if Damien just like tried to get up and leave? <laughs> yeah, no. Nah, thank, thanks, but no thanks, Lily. This, this, uh, I mean, that is a pretty bold. That's a Damien type move. I, I thought he was going to do that. 
<laughs> it would have been funny yeah. uh, to see him try that out. But Rufus finally comes home and asks Lily what's so important she couldn't tell him over the phone. And it's that Jenny had a friend stay over and they should talk about it. Rufus doesn't say anything and just starts walking forward. <laughs> he is coming in so hot. I was terrified. <laughs> He was in killer mode. <laughs> he, was, he just starts charging. And the scene cuts. I wish we could have seen what exactly, when he stopped charging. Like, what happened? I thought he was going to maybe strangle her to death. Hey, Adam! <laughs> <laughs> so, back to the NYU beach party. Dan's new girlfriend, Melissa, asks, how long have you and Vanessa known each other? And Dan answers as if she was talking to him, but she was obviously talking to Paul. And so, Vanessa calls Paul Hoffman or Prince Charming, and he's like, uh, but Dan's the one who played Prince Charming. So... They're they're putting stuff together, Paul and Melissa. Paul also has quite the dramatic popped collar in this episode. Yes. <laughs> uh, speaking of popped collars and Christmas talk earlier in the banter, uh, Christmas uh-huh. Eve, Nicole's uncle wanted to wear a tie, but he was wearing a like a turtleneck sweater, but one didn't have anything Christmassy mm-hmm. on, so he just put a tie around his turtleneck. <laughs> and I, I, when he, <laughs> he walked in, I thought he just had his collar popped all night long until I was close enough to him to see he was just wearing a zip-up turtleneck with a loose tie. <laughs> this is a very good look. With a loose tie. That's, a, that's an interesting move. That's yeah. an interesting move. It was good. So uh, Vanessa asks where Melissa and Dan met, and Melissa says it was in the hallway. Dan has to cut her off, says that he was lost. And so Paul wants to talk to Vanessa about what's going on, but she wants to get more drinks first. What are we doing here? It, I mean, it's a shame that we actually get a story centering on a college party, and it's this like th- this is what we want we want like more college stuff yeah. more hijinks like the stuff when olivia was here uh the stuff in the beginning of the season where they were going to parties it was very fun but now we have it and it, and it's we have to waste our time with dan and vanessa doing this stuff yeah it's silly that the two of them acts like this is uncharted territory also like they were pretty hot and heavy before the events of the show i thought yeah i mean i don't think they were ever hot and heavy they were always best friends and then vanessa uh, it turned out got feelings at some point, and Dan did not reciprocate. Oh, I thought they actually dated right before season one. Don't I don't believe so. I, th- okay. I believe it was the opposite of this, where Vanessa had feelings gotcha, for Dan, gotcha, and he gotcha. was like, he's like, oh, I'm kind of in the middle of stalking Serena right now. Oh, now mind. that Dan's hotter, she doesn't want Dan. All right, ridiculous. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It all makes sense. So, Chuck is drinking in the bar, and Blair comes in to continue being supportive, and she apologizes. And Chuck is impressed that he got a Blair Waldorf apology without a caveat, and so am I actually. See, See she's growing. Love this it. Growth. This is the new leaf from the non-meddling trust tree. See, I'm so, so this is what I'm glad about. If they're gonna do this stupid story again, at least Blair is not acting annoying and insane. She just is calm and like just ready for Chuck to speak to her and talk to great. her at his own she's pace. She's great. Yeah. So Blair tells him that she's here if he wants to talk, or if he doesn't. And Chuck tells her that even if she is his mother, Elizabeth, it does not mean anything. So Blair wants to go to Bart's grave one more time, drop the locket off, and never look back. And once again, Chuck back to appreciating Blair. Very nice. Nice little smooch here. Very nice. So Rufus is yelling at Lily. Uh, where do I even start? How could you let this happen? Where does this man get off? So, okay. He is hooking up with Damien, and this is Lily's fault? Like, not Jenny's fault for being the one who did it. And so not Rufus's for. fault for never being home and instead being in Holland's room all the time. That's what I mean. I and think he's, he's, he's just mad because he, his sexcapade with her was interrupted. And then he has the nerve to say that Jenny isn't Serena, and that children need boundaries, contrary to pop- popular belief. Like, Someone called for it. To call out Serena like that, I, I was like, what the fuck is she calling out I her former parenting skills? Like, this is so shitty. She has everything so shit. Like, in a span of, like, five seconds. Hey, let me call him Rufus. This will help. <laughs> and he <laughs> just throws it all at the wall. 
kudos to Lily for not punching him in the face and just like standing there and looking at him with an eyes raised surprised look on her face. Yeah. Like when he says that, Julie's just like, okay, like well, I don't even know how to respond to this. Pr- props to her for just being so patient with this lunatic. Like, she, oh my god, I, I would have flipped lunatic. out on him, but he's he's on a rampage. So Damien claims they just fell asleep watching TV. Uh, He tells Rufus that he appreciates him being a concerned father. And Rufus cuts him off to say that the worst part of being a father of a teenage girl is remembering when you were a teenage boy. And I think this is more about how terrible teenage boys are. Yeah, it does. And, like, you're just calling yourself, like, a little pervert. Yeah, I mean, it's like, yeah, that's the worst thing about having a teenage girl is that teenage guys also, well, no, that's, it sounds like people should be doing a better job in raising their teenage boys. When I was 16, all I did was fuck. Like... (laughs) Okay. All I do is try to fuck uh, unsuspecting teenage girls. Like, okay, Rufus, calm <laughs> okay. down. Relax. Rufus tells Jenny that she's coming with him. She doesn't live here anymore. She's coming back to Brooklyn. Uh, all because she was in a room with a guy. I mean, what would happen if Rufus actually found out the truth? Like, he finds out about the drugs later, but doesn't actually find out the real truth that Jenny is a drug dealer. Like, he might actually kill her. Yeah, I, I think he's he's doing a lot of projecting here. I think he wants to get back to Brooklyn anyway, but he's in the middle of oh, yeah. cheating. And this so. is the excuse he needs, yeah. Yeah. Lily asks Rufus if they can talk about it, but Rufus says no and goes to pack his own stuff. Uh, Rufus, got to say, back to his season two low. Might be even worse. Yeah, it's, it's unfortunate. He had, a, he had a great start. Like we like we said, the Plymouth Rock joke was the peak. Plymouth Rock. Yeah, that was the peak. <laughs> that was the peak of Rufus. <laughs> He'll never get better than that. No. <laughs> so... Back to the beach party, and Dan and Vanessa are still being awkward. Vanessa says they aren't in a friendship groove because there's too much pressure, so Dan forces them to take a mock photo. And Dan's trying so hard to be friends with Vanessa. you got to ask, is this worth it? Like, there are some people worth putting in an extra effort to be friends with them. I don't think Vanessa is one of those people. <laughs> Absolutely not. It, it, As a matter of fact, I'd be, I'd be putting in extra effort to get away from her. <laughs> is this also, like, a friendly thing? Like, oh, like mock photos? Like, that that really brings the family together. Like, how does that? <laughs> yeah, exactly. How is that? You know how friends do. They always take these mock photos. <laughs> I feel like that's more of a couple thing to do. I, apparently it is. Oh, well, they go behind the wood to take the picture, but it's a little cramped back there. So uh, they end up against each other, and then they start making out. Uh, everyone, everyone getting some action in this episode besides poor Lily. Yeah. And I, I, also, I can't blame them, because every time I go behind a mock photo piece of wood, <laughs> you know. It's, it's hot and heavy in there. Even if I'm by myself. You can't you can't just kiss something when you're back there. Yeah. Speaking of SpongeBob, I, I do the old uh, self-makeout trick from that, oh, uh, from that episode with the superheroes. Oh, great episode. Yeah. So Vanessa has been avoiding Dan because she knew, uh, <laughs> I guess she knew she would make out with him and didn't want to. Like, like we said, first of all, it's Dan, like, and he's only gotten hotter since the time when she was in love with him. And secondly, she's been in love with him since the show started. And even after she explains it, like at the end of the episode, when they explain like, oh, this is actually what it's all about. Like, I was still confused. Yes, it's just very messy. I, I guess they've been doing this back and forth too much where they they don't even know what they're writing about anymore. Yeah, so Dan blames the mojitos and the confined space and the heat, and Vanessa replies, right, Miami. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) And then they take the most depressing-looking mock photo that's ever taken. (laughs) Yeah, um, both just very stone-faced. Maybe even there's some frowns going on. (laughs) Yeah, I think there were frowns. So what's that? Was it Uh, a bad makeup session? Or I don't know. (laughs) They're just confused. Uh, Dan is really showing off his uh, impressive chest hair in this episode. Very impressive chest hair. It's really protruding from his... uh, yeah. Oh no, I've I've got 28 years of chest hair. I uh, never touched it and I'm looking at it right now if in case you're wondering. <laughs> I heard you uh, go off camera. Yeah, uh, I kind of took a peek down my shirt to to see what was going on. And no, it's not an impressive situation down there. Yeah, I'm a, I'm a chest shaver because it it just like looks too scraggly and weird if I let it go because it's just like 
10 curly hairs. So it just it looks, yeah. it looks more depressing if I, if I don't shave it. I've never done it because I kind of want to see if it'll ever just start to grow. But <laughs> go, go full grown. bush. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but no, that hasn't happened. So the, the non-judgmental breakfast club is reunited. And Serena says that she and Nate come in peace and tells Chuck that they're here for him. And like, foolish me. I was like, wow, I'm glad this, even Serena has come around. That's so unlike her. But uh, they, they offer to try to get some Greek food and Chuck obliges. And then when it's just Serena and Nate, Nate's like, are you sure we're doing the right thing? And Serena says that Chuck just needs a little push. So Serena is involving herself in things that she shouldn't be when Chuck explicitly told her to leave it alone. And Nate's going along with it because, like, he's fucking Serena. I don't think Nate would ever go along with this if he wasn't in love with Serena momentarily. No, yeah. I, I knew the minute that Serena found out that there was an issue with Chuck's mom, she's like, I'm involved officially. Like, I, I there was never a doubt in my mind that she was going to ruin all of this. Me, I know everything about uh, distant parents. I, I will help. I, I know will... how to butt into other people's interpersonal oh, relationships. Yeah, so the four are at lunch, and Blair realizes right away that Serena and Nate are acting fishy and just yells, what? And, like, Blair Blair could honestly give Andrew Tyler a run for best detective on the show. Like, she she just gets it. <laughs> I love that. That was a, a good outlet laugh for me. <laughs> yeah, it was really good. And Serena's like, oh, I just wish I had some drinks and some bread for the table. And Blair tells her, you haven't eaten bread since middle school, which, what a feat. That, that's my joke of the episode. What a slam. It's <laughs> good. Mine's still coming up. Mine's still okay, coming good. up. So... Nate quickly changes the subject and asks Chuck how he's holding up, and then Elizabeth Fisher walks in. Uh, Blair literally throws her hands up and says it wasn't me, but Nate cops to it and says they called her, and Serena says they think he's making a mistake, one he'll regret for the rest of his life. So let him make that fucking mistake, Serena. This isn't your call to make. Even if you think it's a mistake, why are you getting mad that he's making it? This has nothing to do with you. Especially Serena. like she, He's barely her friend. <laughs> like he's, she's on the outside looking in of friendship right now, honestly. Oh my god. So Blair tells Chuck, let's go, but Serena says, come on, you know I'm right. No matter what, now this will always eat away at him. Which, okay, even if Blair agrees with her, which I think she does, like, Blair is actually going to be supportive of Chuck, unlike his other friends. Yeah, I, I, don't, I don't know why she thinks she understands that he will regret this further. Like, how, you, you just, like, again, why would you, you just found out about the situation. How do you know what exactly he's thinking? It's so annoying. So Serena tells Chuck that whatever she has to say is better than not knowing. So Chuck says fine and goes to talk to her. Um, before we get that conversation, we have to go back to the beach party. It's still bumping over there still in bumping. the dorms of NYU. And Vanessa and Dan come back to their dates, but they forgot the drinks. That's all right, though, because Paul and Melissa already got some. And they also got to talking. And Melissa reveals that she and Dan just met this morning. And then Paul reveals to Dan and to us, the audience, that that was right before Vanessa called him and wanted to get back together. So they were both wow. lying to each other. Oh, my God. What a deception. What a deception. Oh. Do, you, do you like a, a mojito? Um, I, I've had that. But remind me what a mojito is again. Uh, mojito, I think, is white rum, uh, mint leaves, a crushed sugar cube. I, it was and, a mint. I love a mint. Yeah. I love a minty drink. Maybe so, a little yeah. little uh, club soda if, if you want to make it bubbly. That sounds great. Yeah, uh, yeah I'm, I'm a big good. fan. Anytime I'm, I'm oh, on lime a cocktail juice menu too. and I see, yeah, and I see something with mint, I'll be like, oh, let me try that out. Very good. It's very fun. Sometimes you get like if they like crush the mint leaves with the sugar cube, it gets like little gra- like little like leafy in mm. there. I want just like the essence of mint. I don't need to like be slurping up like mint leaves, but. If they do it right, I, I like the drink quite a bit. Yeah, okay. I you think you can do a lot of variations thing, so. with other fruits too. Like a cucumber. I mean, I think that I don't know if that's a fruit, but <laughs> for sure, <laughs> <laughs> doesn't it have seeds. Isn't that what makes it a fruit? I don't know. Um, I just thought that's a funny fruit to go to first if that is a fruit. There's a lot of other options out there than normal fruit. I was thinking thinking what other flavors on a menu I'd see and make me want to get the drink, and cucumber's one of them. That sounds like a fresh feeling. That's a a fresh cocktail ingredient for sure. 
I like it. Ever have a cucumber vodka? I haven't. I've I've had like plenty of cucumber cocktails, but I haven't had cucumber flavored vodka. That sounds good though. I didn't think I was going to like it, but cucumber vodka, man, that, that hits the spot. I had a couple of cucumber beers, and some of them are terrible because they end up tasting like pickles. Um, but the the good ones are good. You ever put cucumbers in a salad? That is a game oh, changer. Oh, often. Very, I, oh, my God. Summertime, all about like cubed cucumbers. The thing is, I'll, uh, I love a cucumber in a salad. I love an onion in a salad. But I hate uh, taking the time to like chop stuff and put it in. So I, I yeah. usually will not. I'll just grab you know handful of some lettuce that's already like... You know, it's like a head of lettuce, so you just kind of have to rip it off, uh, you know, rip some broccoli off, uh, take some carrot, baby carrots, put them in there, all the easy stuff. Any Anytime I have to pull the knife out, I'm like, you know, it's too early to put this much effort into something. Oh, yeah. Yeah. A lot of, a lot of my summer salads are all chopping. There's so much. It'll take like 20 minutes of so chopping. So and then, long, but then you have so and, much you know, stuff and it's fun. And I'll even. No, I'll but like I'm a doing this before work and I'm, I'm on a schedule before work. I gotta, oh, yeah. This is meal, meal prep stuff. You got to do this on the weekends. Yeah, well, I won't. So okay. anyway, don't know. <laughs> we really got off on a tangent here. So um, Paul and Melissa have had enough of their dates, and they go off to salsa dance with each other. I, I get why Paul is annoyed because he's been like deceived by Vanessa. I feel like Melissa shouldn't be that upset. She just met Dan. This isn't a huge deal. This has all happened to her in the the past two hours. Yeah, exactly. So Paul's like, okay, we all understand that you two are randomly in love with each other, even if, like, you don't. So please don't bring us normal people into whatever this is. Insane that Paul Hoffman, the douchebag pretentious theater kid who is currently wearing an ascot and a popped collar, has the high ground in this conversation. <laughs> yeah. But, you know, he, he got them. He does. Yeah, Melissa could probably just go on her merry way and just not care about this and forget <laughs> it ever happened. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Now Vanessa's pissed. She says that this was a mistake. She walks away from Dan. And, uh, you know, some forced conflict here for, for Dan and Vanessa. So... Uh, back to Chuck and Elizabeth. Chuck tells her he was brought here under false pretenses. And uh, the other three are back at the table just watching the conversation and giving commentary. Serena is already like, see, see, even though nothing has happened yet. And Blair has to <laughs> shush her, which is great. So Elizabeth doesn't know where to start, but Chuck wants to skip to the end of the story. He tells her that he knows why she's here and essentially accuses her of just wanting some money from him. And I can't really blame him I, like he's clearly pushing her away i can't blame him for thinking this though because this woman just last week, week wanted nothing to do with him and now all of a sudden she wants to speak with him the whole thing is just uh it's still fishy right because he doesn't know that player talked to her and made her exactly, feel guilty yeah. he has no clue but i like i like this play from him though I, I was thinking the same thing like i didn't realize that he meant to do this like to test her in a way but i was right. thinking like when he wrote this check to her i was like well if she doesn't cash it then he knows that she doesn't really want exactly. to save him the money so uh, Serena, evidently an Elizabeth Fisher expert, and assures the other. She's like, she doesn't want the money. She won't take it. She just wants to talk to him. Like, oh, I didn't know Serena and Elizabeth Fisher go well way back. <laughs> right. if, if Serena says it, it must be true. So, and then Ser <laughs> Serena takes it a step further and says she's gonna go over there. Which, how is that gonna work? To which Blair has to snap at her and tell her to sit. Please her ass down, down. relax. Which, yes, Blair. She literally says, "Sit your ass down." Which I was hooting and hollering. I was yeah. cheering. <laughs> so, Elizabeth looks at the check, and Chuck tells her no judgment, no strings attached, but he doesn't want to know her story. He just wants to know that she'll leave and never come back. Now, Chuck, is this better than him thinking that he uh, killed his mom? And Also, if Bart... <laughs> just peeling this back. If Bart knew that Chuck didn't actually kill her, is this better that Bart just hated him for no reason? I guess so. I, I was thinking this, too. Like, I wonder if after he's kind of come to terms with the whole situation, he could think, like, oh, you know what? I didn't kill my mom. <laughs> Pretty good. <laughs> and like kind of be good. happy with the whole situation. He had his thing. He's like, my dad has hate me my whole life because he, he blames me for killing my mom. Now he knows that his mom's not dead. So what's the excuse for Bart hating his son? Right. But I, I, he also like, never had a good relationship with his dad anyway. So like, was he just going to hate his dad a little bit more 
as opposed to like hating himself. I, I'd rather him put the hate onto his dad more and like relieve himself of some self-hatred. Right. So yeah. was, Bart just, was Bart just like, well, if I'm going to lie to him about this, uh, I better really sell it and pretend to hate him my whole life. For a lifetime of a lie, yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's like, I got I got to really sell it and just pretend to hate him. I mean, um, he, he did take so, the secret to his grave, so good for him. He did. And so Elizabeth asks Chuck if this is really what he wants and then tells him, uh, sorry, sorry, Charles, but you're right, and takes the check. Sorry, <laughs> well, Charlie. Why didn't he say sorry, and, sorry, Charlie? She said, sorry, Charlie, uh, and she takes the check. And obviously a terrible move if she actually wanted to know her son, but a great move if she just wanted the cash. Yeah, how much do you think goes on there? I guess it was, it was a lot of money. For I was going to guess like a milli. It's a lot of money, wow. I mean, I, I don't know the scope of his wealth, it, but sure, it, yeah. it seems like that might even be like low. Yeah, I, I mean, he could, yeah, he could definitely afford a lot more. Um, God, that I mean, she was going her whole life without knowing him anyway. That's a that's, that's a good comment yeah. for her. And did she, so, is she, I wonder if she's still getting checks from the Bass Estate anyway, because she was getting estate, regular money yeah. from him. So, uh, the other three rush over once Elizabeth leaves, and Chuck just says with a straight face, "Expensive lunch, but it was worth it." And then puts <laughs> to Serena says, "By the way, you were wrong." <laughs> <laughs> And she deserves to feel like shit. Like, yeah. She sucks. <laughs> that was great. Great delivery by Chuck. Yeah. I, it's great because he just, like, th- it's such a throwaway, like, nonchalant comment. I mean, he could have easily just, like, blown up at her and, like, what the- get the fuck out of my life. Stop bothering me. But it just makes her feel like shit with just, like, the, the wave of a wand. By the way, you were wrong. So, yeah. Uh, Jenny is packing. J- Damien is somehow still in her house and even goes back into her room. So, Jenny understandably asks if he wants her dad to kill her, him. And what are her parents doing right now? Like, how did they just let Damien waltz back into her room? Yeah, I don't know what's going on here. <laughs> Who knows? They went to go fight somewhere, I guess. And so, Damien takes his pills back, but he's actually here to say goodbye. Uh, Jenny's still hung up about the phone call with his dad and tells him, Goodbye, friend. And Damien, Damien doesn't understand what the big deal is. And Jenny explains that she's getting exiled to Brooklyn because of their relationship. And she doesn't even know that they have one. So I feel like she's unfairly blaming him a little bit. Like, she's getting exiled because Rufus is a nut. And also because she is doing, like, shady stuff with this shady guy. And that, that's that's why she's getting in. Like, that's that's the root of the problem to begin with. Yeah. I, I mean, absolutely. And then they don't even know how shady it is until, like, the exactly. next little sequence here. Oh, Damien tells Jenny uh, she's in high school and that her father's not completely out of line. So, you know, as soon as you start taking Rufus' side on something, you lose me. So, uh, because, like, again, yeah, he's not out of line. We, we've already said that Rufus isn't out of line. It's just how he uh, he overreacts and how he handles things. Right. I mean, Damien does have sort of a point here, like, in that she is, like, a young high school kid. And he, I, for, I forget that he's out of high school. So, like, she, he's dating a sophomore in school, or a junior now. He's a junior. She's he's a, a junior. junior. But how old is he? If, even if he's a freshman in college, I guess, I guess that's not so bad. And he's Serena's age, I, because he went to boarding school with true, Serena, true, so true, I true. believe he'd be a freshman in college. Yeah. If he was in college. All right, so the same thing as Nate ambassador, so. Exactly. So, uh, Damien tries to leave, but Jenny chases him down. She tells him he can't expect her to start World War III with her dad without giving him her something to fight for. I, I don't think Damien ever expected her to start World War III with her dad. He, like, he's not asking that of her. Je- Jenny keeps bringing it up, like, you can't expect me to fight for you when you're not giving me anything to fight for. And Damien's like, listen, I just want my drugs. Like... <laughs> I'm right. trying to leave. We so, just started dating last um, week. I was wondering why Jenny wasn't putting up a fight with her dad about this, but I, I guess uh, I still feel like she should be fighting, even without Damien. Like, she just loves fighting with her dad. So, 
Damien doesn't think it would make a difference because her dad won't let them see each other anymore, but boy, is he underestimating Jenny. So Jenny goes over her rebel resume and tells her that she's not afraid to stand up to her dad, which now we're talking. This is this is the there Jenny we, we know and love here. Yeah. And so Damien still gives her nothing. So at this point, Jenny just decides to blow up everything. She grabs the drugs back, just throws them on the floor. What, what did you think of this move? <laughs> it's a great move. This is a classic Jenny move. This is the girl we know and okay. love. This is so good. And so far, I was like, oh boy. Like she really, I, I just love <laughs> seeing her just be like, I don't give a shit. Let's, let's do this. It's just throwing down never underestimate jenny like you never know what she's gonna do when she's backed in a corner she truly gives no fucks and that that's what i love about her and i love this because revealing the drugs really doesn't hurt anyone except for herself but she's still willing to do it just as a fuck you to she doesn't care about the consequences at all and so rufus comes over and immediately says who's are these in a stern voice and uh jenny just calmly tells him they're mine legend (laughs) doesn't give a fuck i mean if you're rufus you're like what do you think when you see all that like (laughs) i would just be in pure shock I'm surprised he didn't die. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, Jenny's picking up the drugs, and Rufus wants Jenny to explain. But the first thing he does is ask Lily if she knew about this, which, come the fuck like, on. He he married her, for God's sake. He should know that Lily wasn't in on a drug scheme with Jenny and Damien. <laughs> He's being so fucking dumb. Like, no, I didn't know about the pile of drugs, you asshole. Lily's iconic delivery of, no, Rufus, I did not know about a giant bag of pills, is actually my joke of the episode. <laughs> Just the way she shut him down like that was so good. Yeah. yeah what, what does she have to, to gain from this? Like, what, what do you think? Like, he's such a loony. <laughs> yeah. Damien, uh, clearly frightened now because he's never seen unhinged Jenny. And he asks her what she's doing. And Jenny says, I may be a bitch, but I'm not a little bitch. I told you I wasn't afraid. <laughs> yeah. She's right. He, he's so seeing Jenny uh, go- how... I mean, this is almost almost like a, an impressive thing for him to see because he's now going to be able to, you know, like, I guess, go sort of see her true potential. Because like, she's been doing this for, with him for a little while. But if they want this drug thing to go really far, like she's she's the one you want on, on your team. Yeah. Oh yeah. And so Jenny's gonna get pulled into the interrogation room with Rufus, and after being so bold to reveal the pills, she retreats a little. She tells Rufus they're for a friend, and she says she doesn't get what the huge deal is because she knows Rufus was uh, drugging it up on those tour buses with Lincoln Hawk, and even Lily is telling Jenny uh, this is serious now. But Jenny Jenny's not gonna break. She's just like okay, and she just tells them to uh, let's get it over with them. Rufus is threatening grounded for life and military school. Don't know. <laughs> That's the spinoff we need. Jenny going to military school. I like but, that. Uh, this goes past that even. Rufus tells Jenny that he looks at her and doesn't see his daughter anymore. Which, maybe that's because you've been downstairs pulling an Allison and fucking all your neighbors, so you don't know what your daughter looks right. like anymore. I don't know, Rufus. Maybe that has something to do with oh, do you, it. Do you so, think he's fucking all the trophy wives? I bet he is. He's, he's going to he's going wow. to room 24A, then he goes to 24B, <laughs> goes over to 24C. Vanya brings back, like, ten scarves from all the different rooms at the end of the episode. <laughs> leave, leave a scarf in every room. <laughs> his calling card. That's how he keeps track. That's how he keeps track of how many fucks he's had today. <laughs> how many scarves he's left with at the end of the day. So, Damien finally comes forward and says the drugs aren't Jenny's. They're his. Uh, actually, they're his father's. So, uh, Jenny, not the only one who can think on her feet. You know, it's, it's impre- I love the scene just because we, we don't know what she's going to say. She doesn't know what she's going to say. And you know that she's going to come out with something that sort of works on Idiot Rufus. And she's got a good partner in crime here. <laughs> she does. They work well together. So... Serena chases down Chuck and Blair. Chuck yells at her for looking for a fairy tale ending and walks away from her again. And Serena tells Blair that she just wanted Chuck to have answers. And even Blair is sick of her bullshit. She's just like, please, we both know why you did it. And it has nothing to do with Chuck, which exactly. And so 
Uh, Serena actually does tell Blair she's right and then gives her catchphrase, I should go. And <laughs> Nate wants to come with her, but Serena wants to be alone, so she hops in a cab. And she doesn't hail a cab. She just walks up to one, and it slows down for her, which was an incredible, incredible <laughs> yeah, I thought the same thing, too, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and so, uh, Nate, not the best at putting two and two together, asks Blair, uh, oh, what, what do you mean it had nothing to do with Chuck? And Blair just walks away from him. I, I guess Nate... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> what did you say to him? She just was like, ugh. She just... <laughs> Something like, like that. Yeah, yeah she like, groans. Oh. Like Nate, I guess Nate didn't know about the Serena's father situation because Serena hadn't told him about it yet. And hard to keep track of who knows what. Yeah, but you do have to know. You have to understand if you're Nate that Serena is just making all of Chuck's things about her. Yeah, yeah, you know. Of course, there's always something going on with Serena. But it's, honestly, by now you should probably know what it is, just because she's such a one note character, and it's, it's, <laughs> it's daddy issues. It's, daddy issues. it's always been daddy yeah, issues. Exactly. So Dan needs to talk to Vanessa about their kiss. Uh, Vanessa is, again, for some reason, pissed at Dan and doesn't want to talk to him. Which, when I think about it, I mean, I've been thinking about this whole episode, So, but none of this makes sense. None of this storyline makes any sense. No, it, it's just like uh, they have to find a way to get them to have like this dramatic kiss sex scene at the end it's of the It's a waste of time. This yeah. whole thing could have been wrapped up in like half a scene where Vanessa's like, oh, I don't know. I don't want to be hurt. And Dan's like, oh, I, I, we should try to hurt each other like I don't, it's worth it and then they they make out like if they really want to get these two together which they shouldn't even be doing in the first place but we waste a whole episode uh, where there's only three three plots in this episode so a, a whole third of an episode here that we have to watch this whole nonsense play out yeah. and and asks her why she lied and she says it's because she knew he had feelings for her so she didn't want to make things awkward and get his hopes up which how charitable of vanessa and Vanessa throws it back on Dan with the Melissa of it all, but Dan immediately says, okay, yeah, I shouldn't have lied either, and just wants Vanessa to stop being weird, which uh, Vanessa replies, that stopped being an option the minute you told me you had feelings for me, and there were a lot of ways I thought Dan professing his love for Vanessa could go. I would never have imagined that Vanessa would respond with anger, hostility, and resentment uh, here. Just just to recap, Vanessa has been in love with Dan for a long time. Dan finally falls in love with her and tells her as much, and now she's fucking pissed at him. Also, there's a threesome in there somewhere where she, the, the two of them spend most of the threesome together banging. Exactly. And she tells Dan she wishes he never told her he had feelings for her, and a dejected Dan leaves to get another mojito. The, the, the amount of times mojitos are mentioned in this episode, it's got to be like closer mojito to had dub, some, double digits. Yeah. Had, some, had some money in this one, I think. <laughs> so, Damien is mid-lie with the Humphrey crew. Uh, he's saying after his mother left, his father wanted to uh, have a good time, but it escalated and he started going on benders. And one day he disappeared for two days and Damien thought he was dead. This is skeptical, wonders why he didn't tell anyone, but Damien doesn't miss a beat. He's just like, well, I had no one to tell. You know, my mother, obviously not an option. Uh, then my dad came back filthy and with a broken arm with no recollection of what happened. And Lily is eating this up, giving all the appropriate, like, oh, oh God, yeah. reactions. Oh. Like, she, she's a great audience, I must, I must <laughs> Damien uh, thought that uh, that had scared his father sober, but then he found these pills in his room this morning, and that's when he came here to see Jenny. He says that Jenny's really been here for him, really making Jenny sound like a hero here. And while he's clearing the air, he didn't spend the night here last night. Jenny was just trying to protect him. And then Lily's like, letting me believe that Damien slept here. Wow, I figured it all out. This yep. all makes sense now. I I get it now. I, I put the pieces together. And so Jenny gets in on the lie. She confirms that uh, she was trying to distract Lily from seeing the pills. Ruth is still frazzled here. I, I don't blame him for this. He still doesn't understand why Damien brought the drugs over. And Damien right. agrees that it was reckless and apologizes, but he thought if he got the pills away from his dad, then everything would be okay. And he throws in another, I'm sorry. So Some good work all around here. Very good work. And I, and I was thinking the same thing. Um, 
that this might be not necessarily a lie or it just might be like a, a way to repurpose the truth. And uh, that's what mm -hmm. it turned out to be. And that's exactly what it is. So Blair and Chuck are in Chuck's bed and Chuck doesn't want to talk. So they just kiss instead. That's it. That's all we get. That's, that's it all for right. the scene. Yeah, <laughs> there it is. <laughs> yeah, that'll be the scene we do uh, We do for Lonely Boys Theater. It'll just be a bunch it's of... It's just a bunch of kisses. <laughs> <laughs> I people would like that quite a bit. <laughs> yeah, that's what it sounds like in the episode. Just a bunch of kissy noises. <laughs> so, Back to Jenny and Damien. Jenny impressed at Damien's crazy story because it sounded so real. But Damien reveals, just like you were saying, the story is true. So not as impressive as we thought like he just like whipped up a lie of nowhere but still obviously good work to yeah, repurpose to kind of and exaggerate this, this truth this narrative, yeah. Yeah. yeah and so damien, damien explains that the part about his dad getting sober is not true but everything else is and uh like he, he's not i don't believe he's implying that he is selling these drugs to keep them away from his father because uh surely his dad would realize that his drugs are constantly going missing i think he just means that it, like his dad is addicted to pills and he did disappear and all that but uh and then Damien is also selling pills. Yeah, it just, he just happens to be selling pills. But his dad yeah, exactly. is a deadbeat dad. He, he's not actually stealing his dad's pills all the time and selling them. He's Those are two separate pills. But Yeah. So J Jenny had Jenny had no idea. She's really glad he told her. And, you know, this is the uh, first real moment we, we get between them pretty much. Yeah, I mean, we've been kind of rooting for them a little bit, too. Not, not like a we want bit. them to be like the – I guess a lot of it. Just, I don't know if I want them to end up together, but I like the two of them on screen together. And so Rufus comes in to say that uh, the pills have been flushed and it's time for everyone to go. And Damien tells Jenny to just be happy. She actually ha has a father who cares what she does. I feel like we've heard this before. I, I believe Blair told Jenny this on Thanksgiving last year where uh, she was like, you know, just be glad your dad really uh, cares mm -hmm. about you where mine's off in Paris. Um, I get it. I get what they're saying. Like caring is one way to put what Rufus does. Uh, <laughs> being, being a fucking asshole is, is another way, I guess. I think right. there's some middle ground here. You can care what your kid does without being a, a fucking lunatic about it. Right. Like you can kind of like gift cards a little bit, but not have it be your favorite gift. Same yeah, thing with socks and underwear. Exactly. exactly. You get what nuance is. Yeah. So, uh, Jenny actually seems to listen to Damien. Like it, it seems like like she gets through he got through to her but then she snaps back and sarcastically thanks rufus she says i really like damien he liked me and then rufus with just no regard for feelings tells her you're young you'll get over it and that <laughs> that just pisses me off so much because that that is the so problem dismissive. with how asshole adults treat teenagers they feel like because they're young nothing they're going through can be taken seriously like right. do you remember being a teenager it's the most dramatic and traumatic period like in your life and if anything things should be taken more seriously so once again right. fuck rufus even though even though he's technically in the right like he should be mad about the drug situation like he's still an like he so take your take your teenage daughter's feelings seriously that was almost my joke of the episode just because it was so absurd I'm like wow it was so on the nose rufus like peak asshole oh. rufus i was just like this is insane that you're this this is what you are uh but well, i also don't understand why she can't see damien anymore like i, I thought we just cleared the Jeez. air so what's the right. problem like it's just because he's gonna be he's grounded like, so she can't see anyone he said i can't have you with like regardless what happened i can't have you with someone mixed up with drugs like and that's like we'll get to it, but that it's annoying because uh rufus is accidentally right where damien is very mixed he's up not with drugs, drugs. And, and, he just proved and, to you that he's well, not but he is a drug dealer so he like is. He, rufus does rufus not know this like that's what i'm saying yeah he's accidentally correct in that damien is a drug dealer and has invited jenny into the world of drug dealing and she completely should not be hanging out with him um but rufus doesn't know that so it's, it's frustrating yeah it is, it is very frustrating and, I, and I, I guess she's just sort of like i know how rufus works in grounding mode so i know he won't let me see a single soul so she's trying to uh, fight for visitation rights. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, 
So Serena is going to take a stab at talking to Elizabeth. Uh, this girl just does not quit. And Elizabeth, for someone who is always telling people she has to leave, she does. She really does stick around a lot, enough for characters to come back and find her to chat and make her feel guilty. Like, why, <laughs> why is she always just kind of, like, lingering? But um, Serena wants to talk to her for, not for Chuck, but for herself. And she spills her heart out to Elizabeth, tells her the story of her dad and how he left and never came back. So she wants to know why Elizabeth is back. Uh so we get the Elizabeth backstory here. Uh, she was 19 when she got pregnant. She wasn't ready to be a mother. They agreed to give the baby up for adoption. But in a surprising twist, once Chuck was born, Bart couldn't go through with it. Once Bart saw his son, that was it. And uh, I, I, what happened after that, though? Bart went on to regret that decision for the next 18 years until his death? <laughs> Pretty much. Yeah, this, this, this <laughs> He's like, I, is... I can't go through with it. This is this whole thing as soon is... As... Okay. Go on, sorry. No, no, you, you. Well, I was just going to say, like, it's just so funny that Serena is trying to get out of Elizabeth what she wants, oh and it's just God, see yeah. the opposite story. Like, oh, shit, so <laughs> parents sometimes just uh, just don't want their kids, okay? Yeah, Elizabeth. It's like a huge wake-up call for her. Serena's basically saying, like, this is what I want you to tell me, Elizabeth. Can you tell me this? And Elizabeth's right. like, no. No, it's, fact, the it's the opposite. opposite. <laughs> <laughs> yes. So where, I want to know when the point where Bart was like, fuck, I wish I would have just given up Chuck for adoption. Was it when a, he refused to wear a, a suit to kindergarten? <laughs> Is that what happened? <laughs> Pretty just, much. Fuck. I, I just fucked up. Elizabeth was right. We should have given this kid up for adoption. Now I have to deal with this kid. <laughs> so um, Bart even asked Elizabeth to marry him, but she didn't love him, so she refused. Which, okay, I'm following so Serena's like, you weren't married? <laughs> you weren't ma- you had a child out of wedlock chuck's a bastard <laughs> so, like and i'm following this so far where she didn't want to marry him so she refused like she wasn't in love with him but then she told bart to tell charles that she was dead and at this point i'm like okay you lost me like what <laughs> said it was the only way she could make sure chuck wouldn't look for her and she could go on as if it never happened which this is so fucked up and not at all fair to chuck to make him live with that i mean he thinks that he killed his mom because of this. At the very least, they could have said she was in a car accident or something, so Chuck didn't think he literally killed her. Right. Yeah, and I don't know why they would have to go with that story. And then Bart's just like, yeah, okay, that, that'll do. I'll, I'll, I'll <laughs> that, sell that story do. to him. <laughs> and so Serena is trying to desperately shift the narrative to blame Bart and convince Elizabeth that, no, no, you actually did want to come back. You had regrets. It was Bart that wouldn't let you come. But Elizabeth holds firm that she didn't doubt her decision. He's like, yeah, Bart paid me off every year, but that was just a bonus. And this is not what Serena wants to no. do. Like, the only thing that Elizabeth could have said to make her feel worse was, hey, your father doesn't regret his decision to leave you either, Serena. <laughs> I'm also your mother. <laughs> hey, what? <laughs> Like, she does everything but say that like her dad hates her and which is exactly what she's applying and obviously elizabeth does not like doesn't mind lying she did it to chuck her whole life but uh, she doesn't want to lie to make serena feel better she, she doesn't give a shit about serena right and now now she tells uh she tells serena that now she understands why she has to leave chuck wants to hate her so she's gonna let him and she doesn't blame him so serena's disappointed uh you know, she was the one who inserted herself into all of this to begin with, so uh, no one to blame but herself here. That's what you and get. She, te- she tells Elizabeth that she's known Chuck her whole life, and he's better than anyone she knows at pushing people away, but there's no child who doesn't want to know their parent, no matter what Chuck says. And I just have to disagree with Serena again. There are many people who do not want to know their parents and wish they had never known their parents. And, yeah, you're just talking uh, about yourself. <laughs> exactly, and that's the thing. Serena does tend to think that the way she feels about things is the way that everyone feels about things. Right. No, yeah, you, you can't just make a blanket statement for all, like, Especially adopted kids all over the world. Like, you don't know what they want and don't want. Everyone wants to know their parents. It's natural. If you say so. Jesus. Uh, Let's go back to the beach party again. This is still going on. And (laughs) 
Dan's flirting with some girls, and now Vanessa's just staring at him, and she walks up to him, and now she wants to talk to him. God, this whole story, so drawn out and a waste of time. The and whole thing was drawn out just to get to the Florence and the Machine song, really. Exactly. And she tells Dan he's right, and she has feelings for him, which, no shit. Like, if Paul Hoffman can figure it out, everyone can figure it out. And she's scared because she doesn't want to ruin the friendship, a tale as old as time. Uh, they're not hooking up because they want to be friends, but they're not friends because they want to hook up. And they realize that they're actually hurting their friendship by not hooking up. So, they must in other have seen words, Seinfeld. Need to have friends. They need to have sex to save the friendship. Mm-hmm. Uh, we, we've heard we've heard it many times before. Oh yeah, uh, in classic shows. I wish they had said it in the so. in the Seinfeld voice though. <laughs> we need to have sex to save the friendship. <laughs> Is there any character on the show that does like impressions? Have you ever, have you ever seen that before? Anyone attempt that? Uh, we, we did I, like I, a, I a more quirky character somewhere. I feel, I feel like we don't really have the the quirky character. No, all I, of our. Uh, our comic relief characters, like say Chuck or Blair, are people that kind of take themselves too seriously to be doing impressions. Right. Like I could see maybe Blair doing a weird impression here and there, but I think the the best character to do it would be <laughs> Nate because he would just botch anything he tried to do. <laughs> I would love to hear Nate do a Seinfeld impression. <laughs> yeah, that'd be really good. Um, so uh, Dan and Vanessa finally agree to go for it, and if it burns in flames, which I sure hope it does, at least they'll know they tried. And they finally kiss as Dog Days Are Over by Florence and the Machine plays. Another great song, Fantastic but unfortunately song. we have this this bad visual to go with it. <laughs> it's bad visual. Yeah, sorry to the Vanessa fan club. Uh, this is this is the worst visual of the entire series. <laughs> yeah, and we will be ranking the, the worst visuals of the series. <laughs> Hard to believe that this will be topped. Yeah. So. Penny is still apologizing to Rufus. Uh, she asks if Damien can have visitation rights, but Rufus and says, you know, can't spend time with someone mixed up in drugs. Uh, we already talked about how this is frustrating because he, he is accidentally correct about this. And he turns to Lily for help, but she backs up Rufus and Jenny calls her out that she's just taking his side because they're in a fight. Honestly, Rufus still probably blames Lily for all of this. He's, he does. He's probably not done like antagonizing Lily. And so Rufus claims this has nothing to do with them, so Jenny just airs it all out, says that Lily's still sleeping till noon every day. Rufus is hiding out in the loft, which I, I guess Jenny doesn't know about uh, the 24th floor. I was, I was ready for Jenny to, to like call him out, like, you're still hiding out on the 24th floor. I, I, that was I don't know why you're reveal. on the 24th floor all the time. But yeah. <laughs> so, uh, just because they found something to agree on doesn't mean they're right. And again, amen, sister. I mean, for the record, Lily is right, but still, go Jenny. Yeah, I feel, I feel bad Lily gets caught up in all of this Rufus nonsense. It really does. Lily's just trying. Lily really is just trying to be a good mom. And I, I think Mel pointed it out last week that, like, and I I should have been bringing this up on my own part. I'm I'm a little upset with myself as uh, founder of the Lily fan club that I haven't pointed out how good she looks myself. She's been oh, looking yeah. incredible. This is like she's she's peaking. I think here this is this is her sleeping Plymouth Rock noon, moment. It, sleeping till noon is doing. It's doing wonders. Time. Yeah, and then whatever pill she's doing for her headaches, really making <laughs> yeah, her glow. Exactly. <laughs> Oh my God, the, the medication cabinet full of pills that she's taking. <laughs> so Jenny leaves, and Lily begs Rufus to stay here, and they can work it out as a family. But Rufus thinks that both he and Jenny need a break from this world, at least for a while. And Rufus leaves. And I just have to say, I notice it in this scene and in other scenes. I hate Rufus's walk. Like, maybe I just hate everything about Rufus at this point. But the way Rufus walks away is so cocky. It's and a, yeah, annoying. I think it's also aggressive. when he, And it's coming towards you. It's really aggressive. Yeah, it is. So uh, Blair and Chuck back in bed. And Chuck is apologizing to Blair for not telling her. He also says that uh, writing the check was just a test, and he wanted Elizabeth to pass, not fail. He did not want her to take the check. And at that moment, the front desk calls, and it turns out Elizabeth Fisher is in the lobby and wants to come up. Wow. Oh, th th we all said wow at that moment. Yeah. <laughs> or I, I, didn't, I didn't say wow. I was just like, okay. 
Uh, Rufus is ready to go, but Jenny is nowhere to be found. Jenny has run away from home yeah. again. Yes. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Insane move on Rufus's part to not to, like even yeah, come let on. her you, out of his sight. You know your daughter. <laughs> Like it's great. As soon as Jenny's out there, it's just like, yes, like, we need the, we needed some life into the Jenny storyline. <laughs> Where are they gonna go? Are they gonna go uh, to the pond and hang out and live in these RC boats? <laughs> yeah, they're, just, they're gonna live on a boat from. I don't even know where where so, does Damien live? Because he, he's not from here. I guess he has like a hotel somewhere. I, I don't know. <laughs> I get, yeah, him and his dad are probably living in a hotel. Yeah. Um, Serena comes home. Nate is sitting on the couch waiting for her. How long do you think Nate was just waiting there on the couch for Serena to come home? Maybe a week. <laughs> I've been there for a whole week, <laughs> eating the cocktail olives. Oh, yeah. Cocktail cocktail olives. I also I like how like casual it is that these characters as teenagers will just be sitting in like in their study or like the <laughs> living room, just like sipping on like whiskey neats. Yeah. So uh, Nate asks where she went, and Serena tells him about her visit to Chuck's mother, and she tells him it's because of her dad. She's been trying to find him, just wants to talk to him to understand why he left, but he does not want to see her. And then we find out that the infamous letter, uh, the most infamous letter since, of course, the letter from season two of Jersey Shore, uh, it did also contain an explanation to Serena. Uh, that's what we thought the letter was initially, but for some reason, it also has him talking about uh, spending the night in the hotel with Lily. Like, what? We still need to I read wanted, exactly yeah, what, what this letter says. <laughs> It seems just like a bizarre <laughs> series of events that he w went over with her. The, the first half of the letter is him explaining that he doesn't want to talk to his daughter. And then the second half is like, but I love spending time with Lily in my <laughs> But Lily is just what so much this? fun. I can't be more like her. What was this, what was this letter? So, <laughs> so weird. I, I bet it went into the rest of his now, week also. Anyway. All stuff he did without her. <laughs> yeah. For so to recap the letter, uh, Serena, Serena, stay away. No interest. Lily, come back anytime, baby. <laughs> anytime. <laughs> Let's finish up that kiss. <laughs> so um, Nate finally puts the pieces together, realizes this is why Serena has been avoiding her mom, and it is finally hitting Serena that her dad knows where she is now and still doesn't want to find her. I mean, if riding the horse in episode one didn't work, nothing was going to. <laughs> That's right. One sees their daughter on a come horse on. and doesn't, doesn't come to see what's up. So... <laughs> I am starting to feel bad for Serena again now that, now that she's not sticking her nose in other people's business and just being vulnerable. Uh, she says that talking to Elizabeth finally made her realize that her dad doesn't want to be found. And Nate wants to know why she didn't just tell him. And she was just having uh, too much fun with, you know, with all the breakfast and everything and the cocktail olives. And Nate agrees that the time they had has been incredible. And his big proof of that is, I mean, we broke my dresser. <laughs> and then we had sex. <laughs> <laughs> this whole scene where he's like talking to her and it's supposed to be romantic, his like head is resting on like one of the columns in the house, like the structural <laughs> columns, and it just looks like he's tired. It doesn't look like it's like a cute thing. It just looks like he can't stand. He's been waiting on the couch for a week. Yeah. He hasn't been sleeping. <laughs> he just has enjoyed every minute of it, but he wants to be the person that Serena can bring everything to. And again, I'm shipping. I'm shipping these two. Yeah. And uh, Serena agrees, and they share a, a lovely hug. It is just funny. Like, what does he think would have happened if? she were to open up to him like he would have been one to, to tell her like you know your dad just doesn't give a shit about you so get over it like it's, <laughs> yeah probably <laughs> i think Could've she, she needed thing with elizabeth she needed elizabeth for this moment because he wasn't gonna be the one to do that if he was that would be very funny though marina's hair is back to being a mess yeah i, I think her hair kind of comes and goes with how she's feeling i was gonna ask like is her hair situation symbolic of anything i'd say so but so we'll see if next episode when she's come to come to terms with her father's relationship with her if it's good hair then we know it, it is definitely like a one-to-one -one of yeah. like happiness with hair cleanliness. Right. Well, well yeah, we'll keep an eye on, on her hair for next definitely. episode. Um, Elizabeth and Chuck and Blair uh, 
He finally comes to Chuck with the truth, and Chuck is letting her have it. He thought Bart was the heartless one, which, you know, good for him. He shouldn't pull any punches. Elizabeth is a shitty mom. Yeah. <laughs> Much Every other parent in the show, she is shitty as well. Mm -hmm. And Elizabeth gives the check back. She thought it would be better if Chuck hated her, but now she thinks it would be better if he knew her. And just like that, she is staying in New York for as long as it takes for Chuck to change his mind. I, Serena really got to her, but I don't exactly why she got to her uh it's always these like these last said, minute comments like with blair too it was like the last thing that she exactly. said that she, got into her so skin susceptible yeah um chuck stops her before she goes and uh at least he can the least he can do is get her a drink and so uh, they are gonna get a drink um, gonna go see dan and vanessa post coitus and vanessa was worried it wouldn't be as good without olivia and dan has the nerve to say uh she brought them down Heartless <laughs> oh, wow. for lvp just for that comment wow there. Yeah, that's you, you cannot be going around saying stuff like that. Oh. Olivia Burke's lander when she's off the show. So, and also feels the need to grade the sex. Uh, Brendan, have you ever graded your intercourse? Yeah, we also do an LVP and MVP of, of <laughs> the intercourse. <laughs> yeah, and we'll post those. And then you do theater, and then you do theater at the end. <laughs> theater is kind of a part Nicole of it goes, a lot of times. And then Nicole goes predictions for next time. <laughs> <laughs> predictions for next time. I know I will not be coming again. <laughs> So uh, Dan wants to go A+, plus. Vanessa says A-, minus, uh, and I can say with certainty that my grading of this episode will not be as generous. <laughs> no, <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> so, uh, Vanessa was freaked out because with them it's all or nothing, and so they agree to take it one day at a time and keep uh, being friends as long as they can keep hooking up. And like I said, even their, even their uh, what is it, even, even their explanation, I guess is what I'm trying to say, uh -huh. is stupid. It still doesn't make sense as to why they were acting this way, or why Vanessa in particular was acting this way. No, it doesn't. I, I guess they're, at least they're finally together so they can get broken up sooner. Hopefully. They're like, yeah, with us, it's all or nothing. So, like, you know, we, we'd be getting married while everyone else is getting their first STDs. Like, what? what uh, yeah, do I don't know. This is a weird conversation. What are you <laughs> talking about? I guess because they're trying to say that they've known each, other other, known each other for so long that their, like, relationship will be sped up and, like, they're already so close they don't have to go through, like, the early dating things. But it doesn't mean that you have to, sure. like, time out your marriage around <laughs> the same time your friends get STDs. Like, you can just get married whenever you want. <laughs> No, that's exactly what it means. Um, <laughs> so Jenny finds Damien on the street. Damien tells her she's going to be a lot of trouble, but he looks happy to see her. Uh, Jenny raided Lily's medicine cabinet and has some more pills. Surely Lily has to notice these are missing, or does she just have so many that she? Right, you kind of blew your cover by stealing pills. Yeah. But she probably has so many. Maybe it didn't matter. Maybe. So Jenny wants to go to the party and sell those instead, but Damien has a better idea. He wants to skip the party and goes in for the kiss with Jenny as uh, as One Republic plays Secrets. Another. Not, Another not a great song, but but a song that I knew. So yeah, a, sign, a sign of the times, if anything. Exactly. Again, shipping, shipping these two. Yeah, definitely. Where you know when he doesn't want to go sell these pills, and they want to just go home. He wasn't saying that let's go home and do these pills, or they just want to go home and have like a nice night in. I think uh, because at the beginning of the episode, uh, it was like, oh, do we have to do drugs again? Can't we just like get dinner or whatever? And he was like, no, right. let's pills now he's like oh now she's like oh let's go to the party and sell these pills and he's like no so assuming they're probably just gonna like have a date or something right i was just i just want to make sure that the drugs were not a part of the date because then, then like we're entering the jenny doing drugs phase and i was like oh is this like, the whole, next is this the next part of this I, I wasn't sure this was yeah. going to be the start of that See, or if that is a thing or not the official is that your official prediction i don't think so no i was just making sure because I, I think that that might be coming at some point maybe next season that's a thing because you got to keep heightening Jen, jenny's like bad streaks sure um, but right. I don't think it's it's uh, time yet. All right. So 
Lily thinks Rufus is back, but it's just Vanya. And honestly, I'd be so much happier with uh, a Vanya visit than a Rufus visit myself. <laughs> so <laughs> he does have Rufus's scarf, though. It was turned in today at the Lost and Found. He didn't want to say anything, but Dorota insisted. Like, fuck yes, Dorota. Fuck, yes. <laughs> fuck up Rufus's shit. Yeah. And Talon said that Rufus left it at her apartment. Talon trying to get Rufus caught. Like, she's a schemer. She she could have just given the scarf back to Rufus herself. But yeah, instead, right? she goes to Vanya and is like, Rufus left this in my apartment. I mean, if you could get this back to him, he lives with Lily. Yeah, that, that is interesting. She must be a schemer. Or they, maybe there really is nothing to worry about because she just had thought so little of their, like, right. I guess, lack of intercourse <laughs> that she could give it, it back to like, him. Yeah. Because um, Vanya says maybe they, maybe they were just talking about the rooftop garden. And right agrees but you know she's pissed and she grabs the scarf and chugs some wine um what's she doing with that scarf tonight um i don't know <laughs> maybe she's gonna wear it and do some like rufus <laughs> role playing and like make fun of him like yeah probably yeah i don't know just <laughs> do some rufus yelling in the mirror i'm rufus i'm rufus <laughs> oh, oh. jenny go to your room it's all your fault it. lily <laughs> yeah, lily's the one that does impressions actually <laughs> <laughs> what's the deal with my daughter doing drugs <laughs> It's sex to save the friendship. <laughs> she knows about <laughs> Vanessa's relationship with Dan. Lily was the first person that Dan told. This is all with, with Rufus' scarf on, nothing but. <laughs> yep. So, um, Nate and Serena. Serena tries calling her dad one last time to tell him that she's not looking for him anymore. She says, I thought maybe you wanted to know me, but now it's me that doesn't want to know you. I'm done. And, you know, heartbreaking, but... Calling someone to tell them you're done with them is kind of defeating the purpose. Like, he's really still on your mind. <laughs> like, <laughs> maybe she needed to do this uh, symbolically, but I feel like going out of your way to tell someone you're not thinking about them is you fishing for a reaction. Yeah, how many calls have you left that said, I'm done with this search? I'm done. This I'm done thinking about you, by the way. This is it. I'm done. I'm done. <laughs> done, Dad. I'm not stealing any more horses. I am done. <laughs> anyway, Nate comforts her, so uh, good for him. Yeah. Buck um, finally going to talk to his mom, and not because of anything Serena did, I mean, because of Blair's unwavering support to to back him up no matter what. Like, Blair just saying, I will be with you no matter what, no matter what you decide, gives him, I think, freedom to explore this if he wants, knowing that Blair will be in his corner no matter what. Yep. They're a good couple. Not Serena forcing him to do this. That had the opposite effect. So she tells Chuck to enjoy his talk, call her in the morning, and Chuck is actually smiling as he tells Blair that he will. And he goes and sits down next to his mom. I know, the rare smile. He asks what she wants to know, and she says everything. Uh, Heartwarming? Was was your heart warmed at all? She's my new favorite character. (laughs) MVP's up coming. (laughs) That's our episode. Uh, What now? Chuck has a mom now? I don't know. I I, kind of like Lily better as his mom. I I feel like this won't last forever, and I think Lily will, um, you know, be comforting to him when when he needs her at a and I think that'll be the true relationship with, with the mother figure that he'll have throughout the series. Yeah, you think she's gonna Elizabeth is gonna fuck this up somehow, or do you think she's gonna uh, move in move into the to the penthouse with Lily and Rufus? <laughs> Those are the two options. <laughs> <laughs> That's gotta be it. Yeah, she'll move in with them. Yeah, uh, Dan and Vanessa are they becoming official? Do we even care? I think they're they're gonna be like friends with benefits for a little while, and that's gonna ruin their relationship. Hopefully. Uh, Jenny and Damien official, or uh, what, yeah, what's, what's I guess they're gonna be. I mean, like, like she mentioned last week, they can just get hotels because uh, they they have a lot of money from all this drug dealing, and Again. so they can just kind of live wherever they want. Like, it's not like last time when she was homeless, she had absolutely nothing. So, uh, is Jenny even gonna be welcome home? Where does she come home? Or is just like out? I don't know. Like, she's still like very young. It's not like she's a like an eighteen year old yet. So, I, I she's think just a, she's a junior. She's a junior in in high school. 
Yeah. So I, I wonder if she's still going to go to school even. Um, does Serena's dad ever come into the picture? We, it's been all season with this. Mm, I know. Well, I guess, you know, now that she told him she wants nothing to do with him, maybe he'll finally show up. Because we, I know we, we're going to see his face Reverse at some psychology. point. I really want to see him. So, Is Lily going to beat the shit out of Rufus with his own scarf? I can't wait for her to strangle him with that <laughs> scarf. And not the way they All used right, to do let's it. Get it. <laughs> let's get into some segments here. Of course, my favorite segment. Uh, is review of the week. And we have another one from Comedy Fan because I got to say, Last two episodes, Comedy Fan's been the only one doing these reviews, and our old friend Lexa Booty really followed through on her promise. She said, I need a break from Gossip Girl, and she took a break from <laughs> wow. Gossip Girl. She has not been doing reviews anymore ever since the uh, the, the the Departed episode. Wow. Well, well thank you, Comedy yeah. Fan, for staying true. So Comedy Fan gives it an 8 out of 10, and he says, uh, meeting his mother's story is going pretty well. I liked how they made their meetings as well as how Serena talked to her. Now she will be another character on the show. Let's see how long. And looks like Jenny got herself into new adventures. The whole story with the pill bag and them explaining to Rufus and Lily was good. I'm surprised the two of them believed it. They really try to make parents stupid, but they wouldn't work with Rufus and Lily. All right. Great, great stuff, comedy good. fan. Another stellar review. Next week, the episode is called The 16-Year-Old Virgin. Do you have any predictions based on the episode title? I, um, I don't know, because hasn't Jenny banged before? Oh, she has not. Wow. Okay. I guess she gets her V-card stolen by Damien. The little blurb says, Jenny ponders her relationship with Damien. So I wow. think you might be on the right trail here. Um, let's let's get into some episode grades. I went first last week, so you can go first this week, Brendan. What, what do you give in this episode? A plus or A minus like Dan or Vanessa? Yeah, I'm going to have to go a little bit lower than that. Like you said, it's just, <laughs> you know, a lot of already charted territory that we've done before. And it's just a lot of repeating um, they're dragging out this mother story way too long. I guess we've, we're finally done with it because we officially know that she is the mother, even though we kind of knew the second that she was on screen who she was. <laughs> yeah. um, and they weirdly tried to make it make it like, oh, maybe she's not. Like, you kind of already showed your hand. <laughs> uh, so that's very stupid. I didn't like any of that. The Dan Vanessa stuff was stupid. All we needed from them is just for them to either get together or not get together. But we had to spend an entire episode watching them drink mojitos. And it was like oh, a waste of a college party scene. Um, the Jenny stuff is very good. I do like all of that. Her and Damien are interesting. He's finally like a, a, a good like arc for a random boy to come on. Maybe like Jenny dates the mm -hmm. interesting people and Serena does not know how to find them. Um, Rufus is annoying, but it's a part of Jenny's fun storyline. And I, I, I think if anything that comes out of Rufus being annoying is at least it's like makes Jenny be on top of her game. And she's great whenever <laughs> she has to interact with him. Um, overall, that's the only thing I really like about it though. So I'm going to give this like a C plus. Right, so a C plus from Brendan. Um, so for me, uh, we have found the worst episode of the season. It, it's been a really good season so far, so that's not too damning. But this was a, a below average episode of Gossip Girl. I think I, I'm already a little bit sick of Chuck and his mother, as you are, and it's yeah. only been like two episodes, two full episodes of the storyline. Just a weird storyline so far. Uh, you know, obviously still time for it to get better, but you know, as far as this episode goes, not. A huge fan. Uh, Jenny, Jenny and Damien, of course, is is the best storyline of the episode. But with the other two, that's not saying much. Uh, so it's fine. But it's just it's not enough to carry the episode. And you know, we do have to watch more Rufus, even though he is bringing out the best in Jenny or a, a, a better side of Jenny. And then we have the abysmal Dan and Vanessa plot that drags it way down. Uh, 
with the other two storylines, pretty average to good. So it, it could be an average episode. It's just a question of do Dan and Vanessa bring it down into D range or not? And I gave my least favorite episode so far a D plus. And, and I'm trying to decide if this is as bad as the season two mm-hmm. Hamptons episode. And you know, I think it might be. So I'll give it a D plus to match wow. it. I will give this episode a D plus. Okay. Tied for my worst episode grade of the series so far, unfortunately. And a lot of that is to blame. The 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 Dan and Vanessa stuff just brings it way down and the you know, Chuck and his mom stuff is just not good enough as the main story. And then, you know, the, the Jenny stuff isn't enough to isn't enough to bring it up out of the D range, in my opinion. So sure. That that's that. Okay. Uh your MVP of the episode. <sighs> my MVP has to go to Blair for being the sane person in this whole Chuck's mother plotline. She's been great with it the whole the whole four episode arc or however long it's been. Uh, just like mm-hmm. standing by him, not freaking out, just doing the opposite of Serena. Um, sometimes in, in maybe previous seasons, she would maybe be acting like Serena and like trying to force him to confront things he didn't want to be. But she's just being supportive, like the great girlfriend she is. She um, is just all around great and tells Nate to shut up a couple times, ignores him. Laughs. Like she she has my joke of the episode. Uh, she's just uh, in, in an episode where everyone's kind of bad. Besides, Jenny is actually a really great one too, but. Um, I, th- I think since she is now homeless, she can't fully win my MVP. <laughs> so, Blair it is. Uh, you know, I, I have it narrowed down to, to two. I'm not going to let your decision sway mine, but I have it narrowed down to Damien or Blair. And Blair, like you said, just a perfect supportive girlfriend to Chuck all episode. She calls out Serena when she needs to. Damien comes up big with that uh, fabricated, not fabricated, but exaggerated story mm-hmm. about his dad to a somewhat save Jenny. Blair ends up getting Chuck back to communicating with her and is there for him when he talks to his mom. Damien, you know, doesn't save Jenny from being grounded, but he does end up spending the night with her and is kind of dating her now, so kind of a win. But in the end, Damien does get all his drugs flushed down the toilet, and uh, he does speak highly of Rufus, which I don't like. And Blair's really <laughs> funny when she's when she's pretending to have sex with Chuck, so I'm giving it to Blair as well. Very good. So, uh, <laughs> which I don't like. <laughs> not, a, not a queen sweep, because I think we need three, three people yeah. at least to make it a queen sweep, but she does pick up two more MVPs here. Uh, Brendan, who's your LVP of the episode? You know, I feel like this LVP should go to Rufus, but Serena is just like, she annoys me so much when she makes other people's issues about herself, <laughs> and it happens so often, and it just really irked me more than anything Rufus did, because Rufus is just being Rufus, and unfortunately, that's what he is, and he <laughs> does help along uh, the plot line of Jenny, so Serena, I've just seen this too many times, and it's just so exhausting now, so... Serena. Serena came out hot in the beginning of the season, but she's back to her old tricks here. Yeah. Uh, definitely a well-deserved LVP for Serena. In my book, a lot of people could have gotten an LVP. Like, like yeah. you said, Serena yeah. is a menace all episode. At the same time, I kind of feel bad for her. At so the I'll end, give her yeah, a little definitely. bit of a pass. Yeah. Rufus, all-time dick this episode. E- even worse than him yelling at his daughter is how he tries to blame the whole thing on Lily uh, right. while he's out having some sort of affair with Holland. Uh, we don't know if it's an affair affair, but it's at least an emotional affair, at the very least, instead of talking to his to his wife. Um, but, you know, he did just catch his daughter with the drugs. Maybe he's not in his right mind. Uh, we buried him last week, gave him three LVPs. So nice. I'll give him a little bit of pass for now. For now. Vanessa, terrible again this episode. Nothing she does or says makes sense. She's pissed at Dan for no reason. And she was part of my least favorite storyline, so I want to punish her for that. But what we find out Elizabeth did to Chuck, so terrible. Lie, oh, lying yeah. to your son for, for so long to think that you're dead. And, you know, I always love a chance to punish a terrible parent. And Elizabeth is the newest terrible parent of the show. So congrats Maybe on your worst. first LVP, Elizabeth Fisher. Excellent. Uh, you thank you so that's the segments except for of course everyone's favorite segment not just mine but everyone's favorite segment lonely boys theater you are now listening to lonely boys theater 
and we're going to do a two-person scene. We're going to do the scene in the beginning of the episode with Jenny and Damien. Uh, I believe their first scene of the episode where uh, Damien comes over while while Lily's uh, sleeping till noon. And um, it was Jenny last time. Uh, I could be Jenny again. Uh, Mel was sure. Damien. Do you want to take on the da- Damien? Yeah, I'll role? take on Damien. All right. Take so I will start. Take on Damien. <laughs> Damien. Take on Damien. <laughs> Uh, we, I will start with the unexpected visitor in Jenny's be- bedroom. It, wait, what are you even doing here? Your stepmom hadn't gotten up before noon all week. She does. You'll spend the day hiding in my closet. Mmm, kinky. All right, I'll go. I just wanted to make sure we're on for tonight. Uh, I was thinking Italian. Maybe Mirandi or Il Buco? I mean, if you don't want to go to town, we could walk to Tony's. Taking DVD. out a DVD. Look at all what? the pills inside. D- DVD? What what year is it? Why are we watching DVDs? Uh, well, uh, not, not that I don't love popcorn in a movie, but I mean, it's Saturday night. I wanted to go out. We are. In fact, we have a half dozen deliveries to make at some parties. Of course, there's drugs in this Endless Nights DVD case. Mm-hmm. Again? You're the, you're the only dealer in town? No rest for the wicked. I may have to leave these here for the day, if that's cool. Yeah, okay. Shaking my head. And I'm still talking too. Jenny's drugway station. <laughs> that's one good thing. That's, all right, Damien. That's that's one good thing about my parents being in this huge, unexplainable fight. Well, I could think of other things that are huge. All right, everyone is cheering. Great, great scene. Um, that's that's it. So that's it. And the two of us again no guests no guests that i have to dismiss yeah you, i think that's your favorite part of the guests coming on is dismissing them love dismissing them should we get a dismissal bell the, on the show for love, them to get out of here i love telling them to get the fuck get out of the here. fuck out of here all right let's let's plug some stuff brendan what are you plugging well i'll be plugging some fun festive happy boys episodes coming out probably just after the holidays are over um we have some some good guests some some uh, maybe F to Q list celebrities coming on the show. Oh, F to Q. Uh, F to Q, somewhere in that range. You, you guys can decide in, in the comments what level of celebrity <laughs> that, that they are. Uh, me and Brian are also doing uh, a power hour on the show we haven't done in a while. We're doing that uh, New Year's Eve Eve. Uh, we, we maybe, by the time this comes out, uh, it should be... I think we're actually recording that night, so if you hear this and we decide to actually do it live, it might be up on either Twitch or YouTube we'll or one do of those it live. things. But fuck it, we'll do it live, so... See how that works. We haven't done anything like streaming live in a long time, so we're going to see how that goes. And if we like it, maybe we'll do it more. Um, otherwise, check out Sandy Boys over on Patreon.com slash The Hobby Boys Pod. And um, you know what? This is another one of my favorite times of year just because of the Comedy Bang Bang best ofs. This is this is why I like the holidays oh. again. It's just because the, the four episodes you get of, of those two just hanging out all day in the Earwolf so Studios... It just really makes it feel like the holidays. So check out and you the get clips of the best episodes. episodes of the year. I know this is that's how that was my entry point into the show, however many years ago. Oh really? They say that it's someone's entry point every every year, and yep. I guess you're that person they're talking about. I was that person that jumped into part two. <laughs> oh, really? Wow. <laughs> no, it's 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 I was great, just, great stuff. I was just listening before we hopped on here. I was listening to the best. Of the hard part is that I've been I have been off of work for more days than usual in a row and i usually do all of my podcast mm-hmm. listening at work because i do a lot of driving yep. so now uh, to try and i want to keep up because like you can get really behind on these because they do like the double oh, yeah. week um releases and they're like very long episodes so i've been just sometimes sitting on my couch just like with my phone out and just listening to it out loud 
Um, do it. That's, that's nice. what I do. Yeah. That's what I have to do. Yeah. Um, all right. Uh, so obviously, Sex Life of College Girls has wrapped up, but you can still watch uh, season two and season one on HBO Max. Gossip Girl reboot still going strong with season two. Uh, I, I've noticed they they have this pattern in the episodes where the first half of the episode tends to be very boring, and and the episodes are long too. They're like full hours. They're uh-huh. like full hour episodes. Um, first half hour usually pretty boring. They're just setting stuff up, and then the second half. All the shit always hits the fan. Everyone's running on everyone, and it's a lot of fun. So I, I don't know how they can fix this problem. Where they, they, uh-huh. I would love it if both halves were good. But right now, <laughs> right. at least half the episodes are good every every week. Um, Do you think so we're people have that there. complaint about us, um, or is it the opposite? First half very good. I think they lose energy I think halfway sick through. Of us by the, yeah. yeah, I think they're sick of us by the end. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I, uh, I saw Don of our gym teacher, Mister Rogers. Oh yeah. I saw Matt. I saw Matt Rogers uh, live. Doing his Christmas special, and then I also watched it on Showtime to see if it was exactly the same. You know, he's been and popping up say, on my feed a lot recently. I think he he's been like hanging out with a lot of comedians that I follow on Instagram, and I'm like, Matt Rogers it sounds so ooh. familiar, and I, I forget that this is this is your guy. Yeah, he's very funny. So watch his Christmas special, even though it is technically after Christmas now, but you can still watch it on Showtime. That's good stuff. Uh, else, have I been watching? I'm all caught up on uh, Fleischman is in trouble. Have you been watching that? I have not. That's good. The best part of that is that Adam Brody is in it and plays a character named Seth. How fun! Okay. Yeah. How fun. Very fun. So I like to pretend that this is just a, an adult Seth Cohen. I, I mean, does he look the same? I feel like he he's like, has a very youthful face. He's a, he's a, Adam Brody does look the same. Even he's just hotter, even he's hotter than back in there. Right. Yeah, he's a little bit. He, he's really made the 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 look work for him. Good for in him. In his his elder age yeah. of forty three now, I think wow. he is. I know. Um, but yeah, that's the last two episodes in particular have been really good. Uh, when this episode of this podcast comes out, the, uh, I guess, finale of it will have uh, just, just been released on Hulu the day before. So you can watch the whole the whole miniseries if you want. Uh, very, very good stuff. I, I'll recommend it to you, Brendan. Okay. You can watch it. Yeah, I'll, I'll take it. All right. That's all I got I, for now. I've already plugged too much stuff. So Okay. Yeah, well, it's, it's uh, a good time to plug all the stuff. It's the It's a TV watching season right now. It's TV. I've got I've gotten uh, definitely deep into White Lotus with all the the, uh, the hype about that show. I'm like halfway through the second season now. Um, I was I, wondering who was watching White Lotus on my HBO yeah. account. <laughs> That's me. <laughs> uh, and then turning off the closed <laughs> captioning, you have to turn it back on. Um, or, do you have to do that? Like when I when I, I turn I it do, off, you, I have, do. you have to, right? Because the thing is, I only. I I usually turn it on anyway because I only have the closed captioning on when I'm taking notes for the podcast. Right. So if I'm watching anything else on HBO Max, I'll turn it off. Oh, okay. Yeah. Because anytime I go on they're usually, i guess you're doing a lot of like podcasting for, for hbo max shows because i always have to turn it back off um, oh, i mean it's gossip girl in the oc i mean we work pretty hard but uh yeah white list <laughs> is great hard. and i didn't notice until um gina dorsa pointed this out yesterday like via group chat that greg is uncle rico from yes yes, yes. from what's that movie napoleon dynamite as soon as she said it i was like holy shit i had not realize this who else, who else is in this group chat uh nicole just one person. Mm, interesting. Okay. Yeah. All right. Well, but okay, uh, yeah, I, I didn't realize it. He's um, also the, the lead character in Kaylee Baldwin mentioned earlier today. She she is an exec- executive producer for Dream Corp LLC on Adult Swim, and Uncle Rico is the lead in that show as well. No idea what that is, but it sounds great. Yeah, it's a it's a fun show. It's a it's a comedy, a half animation, half uh, live action. Good little uh, like eleven minute episodes on Adult Swim. So check out check out Dream Corp LLC if, if you want to see more <laughs> Uncle Rico. And Kelly Baldwin. So, 
this is released, I don't believe that the other podcast will be on will be released yet, but it'll be right around the corner. So keep keep your eyes out for uh for and then Ruppel and, and Josh Wigglers oh, yeah. podcasting debut as a team. No, and then also I'll be there too. <laughs> our with, with me and him. Is <laughs> yeah, yes. this a two hander with me and him? You guys are guesting on our show. <laughs> yeah, we're gonna sit it out. It's just gonna be you and Wiggler. Cool. Me and Brendan are going to be on the uh, post-show recaps community podcast. I think those come out on Saturday, so uh, okay. be on the lookout for that tomorrow. Perfect. Good. Uh, good. Tomorrow I'm glad we, we uh, bantered a little bit about White Lotus, so you can remember that good plug. That's actually a, a plug pertaining to us. So we should, that's one of the more important ones. Yeah, that we, well, yeah. I, I, for, I forgot. I forgot we're actually going to be on a podcast. <laughs> cool. All right. Yeah, we're really stretching this out, trying to get to that magic mark, but I don't yeah, think we're going to yeah. make it. No, so uh, you can follow me. You can follow me on Twitter at MattyFresh24. You can follow Brendan at RuppyPuppy. You can follow the Hoppy Boys at the Hoppy Boys Pod. And you can come back next week where we will back back to having guests, I believe, a very special guest. Have not confirmed it yet, so I will not mention a name. But uh, I will break down Season 3, Episode 15, the 16-year-old virgin. And until then, you love us, XOXO. Lonely, Lonely boys. boys. Bye-bye.